0: This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Go to nordvpn.com slash laser or use the coupon code laser time to get a two year plan plus one additional month all at a huge discount.
1: welcome to episode 422 of vidya game apocalypse i'm your host michael rapara is coming to you from the west skirvin memorial studio of (laughs) the airwaves if you want to get in on the studio naming action go to patreon.com slash laser time of the 20 dollars level
0: who is joining me chris dantista telling you it's a big week for the patreon but the backlog gets flush clean Uh, snl awards uh, 30 twenty ten games with you guys uh commentary over stone cold oh and right. and, and uh yeah more something else as well but I but who who else is with us sorry cheap is free it's me Maddie hey. Allen. and special guests hi I'm uh
2: bargain basement Steve guntley
1: and hello, hello I yes hello Steve <laughs> you I am
3: I am antique antique thrifter Woody Siskowski. <laughs> nice, nice. Thank you guys for
1: joining us. Thank you for but having
0: us. I, 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 just before I, I had this in my notes and I forgot to say it. I just did an episode of your show. Wait, yeah. Uh, wait, what's it's not Ultra sixty four anymore. It's Wii Universe. Well, it's
2: right? it's it's Ultra sixty four in like social media and oh, okay. like on on iTunes. So it's technically kind of like Ultra sixty four colon Wii Universe. But yeah, we just kind of call it Wii Universe.
0: I had it. My, it's all. Called I my had it Wii. in my notes to mention on thirty twenty ten. You will be surprised by what our panelists on thirty twenty ten had to say about City Slickers, oh. but <laughs> but but nowhere near as surprised as what you said about City Slickers. And it, it's it's Michael hates keeping this long, but you told me the most insane thing about City Slickers that how it affected your life.
2: Yeah, I'm, like uh, 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 the movie City Slickers had probably more impact on the shape of my life than any other movie in existence. It's because when I was a little kid, about uh, seven or eight, like my parents rented that movie and we watched it and they became kind of obsessed with it. And as a direct result of that movie, we moved from our like suburban city life in California to the mountains of Colorado. <laughs> no way. Where I spent the next 20 years of my life uh, with my family, like raising horses on a, uh, a cattle ranch, like a ra- oh, not a cattle ranch, but wow. raising horses on a ranch. Uh, living out in the mountains and kind of like living that cowboy rustic <laughs> life because wow. they thought, hey, Billy Crystal can do
4: it, so why can't <laughs> we? They, they really <laughs> bought into that scene the just one thing.
5: One thing. One, one thing. thing. I don't know figured, what it is. They figured out what that one thing was. I don't know so, what it is, yeah, but Curly they, knew.
0: They,
1: he, he knew. He, <laughs> he knew. Yeah. Everything else don't mean shit. <laughs> movies are the same as reality, but hey, you did it for 20 years, so good yeah. on you.
2: Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> the bizarrest impact that City Slickers had on anybody I'd, I'd be willing to ma- wager
0: <sighs> that is a hello that is crazy that is still insane <laughs> that is insane that is an insane movie to obsess over <laughs> I
2: know <laughs> it's so nuts I follow anything like thank from. god they didn't watch something like Sleeping with the Enemy or something instead <laughs> or like yeah you know, my, my life would be at a very yeah my mom track. fell in
0: love with the beach it was horrible
2: it was a- <laughs> <laughs> we watched we watched Backdraft and they kept lighting me on fire I don't no.
5: know Sure.
0: I'm glad. No, I just wanted to get that story on one podcast. I'm. I did not know the stars. At no, no. I, 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 I,
1: I appreciate it. What What better place than the intro to a video game podcast? <laughs> well, everybody said their name, So as far as I'm concerned, this bar can go as long as we want. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Perfect. <laughs> but we do. We do. Ha- having just said that, we do have a topic that you actually suggested, Chris. Um, yes. You. You. Include me into a site I'd somehow never heard of before.
0: It's called pricecharting.com. Yeah, it's, it does. I, I read into their methodology, and I, I can't attest that it's entirely accurate, but it does seem to be based on real data. And a friend of mine this week, uh, well, I, Brett's friend, Creative Assassin, he um, he had he, you can go on this website and not just type in what game you want to see and see the value of a game, you can basically import your game collection from like an Excel document and it'll price check what, it's, what they believe it to be worth. And mm-hmm. if you have not been paying attention to the retro game scene or collector's market, the pandemic has skyrocketed everything. You may have seen target footage of people, grown men beating each other up over Pokemon cards, like all that stuff has really skyrocketed. I was shocked. My friend's... Tally is a $140,000. So, like, he, in games, like, he has th- wow. the value of my house, entire yeah. house, in his game collection, which is Pretty absolutely not. Nice. Is, wow. is he
1: the one who has uh, Chippendale's uh, Rescue
0: Rangers 2, your copy? Because no, that is worth that, fucking bank. That is Adam. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. It, it never really is. It hadn't traditionally wor- been worth all that much. Panzer Dragoon was. The most the game I sold for like over two or three hundred dollars. Most games don't ever get there, but they recently nice. they have, especially if it has Pikachu on the cover. So I, yeah. someone asked, I thought it was funny. Like, what was like, uh, wow, like, well, what was the, what was the least <laughs> valuable game in your in your collection? And he's like, fun fact, NES Play Action Football. What oh, that okay. is the the most worthless NES game that I had. And I thought it would be fun to go through some platforms and find the least yeah. The the least what is it the least valuable the most the most worthless game on on yeah. several <laughs> platforms that we can find so that's what we'll be talking about the most worthless games and why.
4: Yeah, yeah. And, and what we found is is sports games tend oh, to make the list. I mean, right. you you see this if you go to a GameStop and try to sell your used games, like sports mm-hmm. games, within a year always lose their value. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah,
1: I mean, I've I've known that forever. Like, yeah, trying to take like 2004 sports game to a GameStop in 2006, like I can give you like fifty cents for it. Yeah, wow, well, yeah. fifty cents—that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty. Oh,
3: no, I mean that's pretty good. I remember that's... getting nickels, <laughs> nickels for my Madden twenty. Which
4: it makes sense. They're, they're iterative games. Yeah. You know, yeah. they change very little version to version. So it's like, yeah. It's,
0: Along, it's uh, We had a unproduced YouTube pilot that Brett and I worked on after he took relatively recent games into a GameStop. And we were going to look up the budget of a game and then ask, how much did GameStop give me for this two years later? <laughs> uh, this game had a budget of $300 million. GameStop gave me 28 cents. What is what yeah. is this game? Uh, L.A. <laughs> Noire, <Lamar>, you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> my, my,
2: old, uh, my old local game store used to have a little, like box of old sports and wrestling games and they basically said if you buy any one thing you can take any three items out of this box <laughs> free. Wow. and no one did it no one <laughs> I, took them up I just they the were, they grab bag I yeah. assume literally awesome.
0: leaving money yeah. on the table I yeah. assume there was some more overlap there but we I think Michael just decided I think quite yeah, smartly I, to exclude I, certain th- criteria I, I, from I this have list.
1: to step in because I can just imagine someone out there right now is going like oh god oh god they're finally going to talk about sports games no <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> it's not happening if if we did like just the literal cheapest games least valuable games on every platform it would all just be sports or racing or casino games card games stuff like that so yeah, I that was
0: shocked that was something I i had no idea about though casino games i assumed there was some world where sports fans and retro game fans overlapped but apparently it doesn't in terms of collectors right but man no one likes those casino games or wheel of fortune
5: <laughs> no, <laughs>
3: no one i mean it's a, <laughs> it's a tough sell it's a tough sell a video game to be like hey this replicates the experience of a deck of cards yeah, <laughs> and, like, yeah. and it only costs
2: yeah. 20
0: times as much yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but it has the official Caesar's Palace license. <laughs> assuming that, that that's what I went I went looking for before Michael refined it. I just wanted to see what non sports casino or Wheel of Fortune game because if you look at like modern consoles the last two cycles, I guarantee like the least valuable game is fucking Wipeout. Those things sat on shelves for like eons. Whiteout oh, yeah. is it right? Yeah, the 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 one that's hosted by John Cena now?
1: Yeah, the game show mm-hmm. one, not the, the race. The game show one. one. Right. Yeah, yeah. Cuz
0: otherwise I like, you know, Jeopardy has niche fans. We went we would go to parties and play SNS Jeopardy like 5 years. Ago. Yeah, I, I, and, the, the game show one I didn't understand. The sports thing, sports game thing
4: totally made sense to me, but the game show one I'm like, "Well, why would those lose value out of all of the game types?" You know, it's it, it very was to
0: me. It was it was Wheel of Fortune, which is not Jeopardy and <laughs> My grandparents would watch one and not the other. One of them is stupid, one of them's cool trivia. You figure out which one is which.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the rules, just to make them explicit, no sports, racing, game show, card, board, casino or pub games, and it has to be interesting for us to talk about on some level. So this is not a comprehensive list of like, oh, these are the absolute cheapest games listed on this possibly reliable service. No, these these well, are that, I mean
3: that would also be impossible because yeah. so many, like, this price charting site, I, my understanding of it, it just pulls, like, history price data from yes. lots of game-selling sites. And, like, yes. if you're if the majority of stuff that's on eBay for this game sells for $0 and or does not sell, mm-hmm. like, you're just pulling the value of all these down.
0: Like you Yeah, have a, like, that might, might be zero, but then you could go through, we were going through eBay while we were looking at this list, and you can see how retro games have shot up in value. Because, yes. yeah. like... Yes the data has not seen anybody buy wheel of fortune for $15, but all of a sudden fucking agent Smith 69 thinks he's going to get that shit without a manual. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what he's thinking, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, this, this, the most worthless games. I, this is once again, I think basing an idea on a headline that looks good. Yeah. And then hopefully hopefully the character who gets to make the image for the article. That's the mo- what I'm most excited about. <laughs> who is Michael going to sh- choose to shit on the most? <laughs> <Visually>. <laughs>
5: There's a lot of
1: options going around this time. It, it might be the one in our number five entry, but uh, we will oh. find out yeah. right after we come back from break. So stay tuned.
0: Folks, you know us here at the LaserTime Time Network. We consume a lot of of content for quote-unquote research purposes. From games to TV shows to movies, we're always online downloading something, streaming something. But there are times when it's nearly impossible to access a piece of content you want because it isn't available in the U.S. for whatever reason. Oh, those things like annoying licensing deals, geo-restricted servers, or platforms that are just not available in your location make it next to impossible to get your hands on the stuff you want. Hey, that's why we couldn't be happier that NordVPN is our sponsor today, and they provide an easy-to-use workaround for all these problems. With over 5,400 servers in 59 countries, they can always find a server to get us access to the game show and movies we need to do our job it could not be any simpler to use either with their auto connect feature you can instantly access the fastest vpn solutions out there across a variety of devices including pc android ios mac and even more hey maybe even android tv just open a map click on a location and you'll be connected in seconds it is that easy Is there a game or movie or TV show not available in your country? It's not a problem anymore. Just change your virtual location for access to a variety of international storefronts. You can even do this to access different streaming platforms that may not be available in your home country. Talking to you, Canada. You can find discounts on games, lower streaming subscriptions, and even take advantage of international sales and pricing. So how do you get on this? Easy. Go to NordVPN.com slash LazerTime or use the coupon code LazerTime to get a two-year plan plus one additional month with a huge discount. And hey, they even have a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you've got nothing to lose. Once again, go to NordVPN.com slash LazerTime to use the code LazerTime, one word, to get a two-year plan plus one additional month at a huge discount. Thank you, NordVPN.
1: And we're back to talk about what?
0: Most worthless, worthless games of all time, according to Science and Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, most,
1: most worthless games it would be fun to talk about on
0: five distinct platforms. Remember you were going to bring up a reason, because it wasn't there was an interesting standout for one of the games that appeared on multiple platforms, like Most Worthless Game. It wasn't just sports. It was Frank Thomas's Big Hurt Baseball. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> which I, yeah, which is, like is
1: consistently one of the lowest, <laughs> the cheapest games. No matter what platform it's on, it keeps coming up in like the bottom half of like even the sports <laughs> games. <laughs> it's also it's one of my favorite uh, facets of old
3: sports games when they put in the spokesman like catchphrase in the game, yeah. like Dick Vitale's
1: "Awesome Baby" playing yeah, like, baseball. I love, I, I love that. What yeah, was, it's, it's it's one one it's, of them I found was like Merv Griffin's Crosswords.
4: <laughs> that's a game why, show. Why why Frank Thomas, why 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 do the Big Hurt dirty like that? Like that's, that's we was. It's a fine
0: like, game. It's it's not exact it, it didn't get maddenized There's only like a year or two that Frank Thomas have a baseball game out there. It's got a right. cool name, Big Hurt. <laughs> and Frank Thomas, he hasn't been cancelled. He's a popular baseball <laughs> star. Where are the baseball fans at? Yeah. Pick up your Frank yeah. Thomas. What? The game. Fuck? Why, I, I, why? Why? You know, Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball
4: is probably doing just fine. I, I think it was just that like does it does came does out on
1: everything, and it just kept popping up every time I'd look at a different platform. It's like, oh, there's Frank Thomas, big hurt baseball. Like again. it's <laughs> like five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: also, I also wanted to bring it up just so like no one got butt hurt by uh, our lack of integrity here. Just, in
3: case Frank Thomas listens to the yeah, podcast it's no. <laughs> yeah. gonna unleash a big hurt on <laughs> a why did they mean, talk about my game <laughs> I don't think
0: I don't think he's ever gonna listen again after the 420 episode <laughs> 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 but uh but it was more it was more that like this is what it would be like if we had to talk about the real most worthless game which is usually an annualized forced franchise which we decided we didn't want to do you don't want to hear about frank thomas's big hurt baseball Mm -hmm. in all five (laughs) (laughs) entries is madden 2002
1: worth less or more than 2006 (laughs) huh i don't know (laughs) but yeah let's let's just jump into this
5: number five
1: that's nes I'm sure that uh, we'll ring bells for someone out there. Probably not anyone on our current panel. Certainly not anyone
0: on any. our, cur- our current continent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, this was The Fantastic Adventures of Dizzy. Uh, who? It's a game about an egg. I have no idea where this falls in the rich library of Dizzy Adventures, but this one kind of has something specific going for it. This actually was an unlicensed game for the mm. NES, by uh, sold by Comerica, which sold mostly Codemasters games, again, unlicensed, and mm-hmm. apparently did some sort of collaboration with
0: Galoob, who, mm. uh, Chris, you, you sent no, this, this... So this... This is why I, I sent it, because, well, one, when we worked at Games Radar, our UK side had a ton of familiarity with Dizzy, mm-hmm. where we were like, we only had access... To him through bootleg cartridges,
1: yeah. Dude, but but I, in the UK, it's like, oh, he's on the ZX Spectrum, he's on yeah, the Amiga, he, <laughs> he's on he, he was, yeah, Atari ubiquitous. ST. Everything we we play over here, I
0: remember it was baffling. I think they made an article like ranking Dizzy games. And we were like, <laughs> what
1: the fuck? This is like an and, alternate
0: timeline.
1: And and, and 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 in retrospect, though, I wonder. It's like was was this more of a tongue in cheek thing than we realized? Because like, no. I, we made space in like our hundred ga- greatest games of all time for Dizzy, like yes, a they, Dizzy game, and they're like. Does it really need to be so high up? It's just an egg. It's like, you guys are the ones who are always talking about this fucking character.
0: (laughs) 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 We had a very, like, in a boardroom, tried to decide on multiple continents what were the 100 best games of all time. And our UK team had positive dizzy reflections. Yeah. And I I realized where I found out about it. It it definitely points to what a a small world it was back in, um, let's say, like, the late 80s, early 90s. I saw gameplay of Dizzy and immediately was like, I want that. What is that? Why? And, and then didn't know why I was seeing gameplay on TV and they never said the name of the game. And I, I spent like the next, I think six years, like, what the fuck was that game with <laughs> Humpty Dumpty the game? What is right. this? And well, I realized, I realized just only minutes before the show because i went looking for that commercial because i was kind of obsessed with it i'm reading every game magazine nintendo power has not mentioned this game if you can imagine a world small enough where you see footage you are like i've never seen that before i know that's a new game what the fuck is it please tell me i would mm. never recognize any new game footage <laughs> or like what is that i've never seen that before tell me what it is that would never happen to me in uh 2021 but it's it, because it was a Galoob Game Genie commercial. Yep. And I went looking for it because the first three Galoob Game Genie commercials don't have any footage of any games because Nintendo hated their fucking guts. Mm, And sued the shit out of them. (laughs) And then and I realized I found later on I found like I found they finally added like literally footage to the same commercial that was just text. Um and it was because it's an unlicensed game. In other words, a bootleg, an unauthorized game that teamed up with Galoob. And they pimped that it's a four-game cartridge that I eventually bought. A gold yeah, cartridge the, the with a weird switch in the back. So the Quattro cart. Yeah. And uh, that that's what it was. And uh, the only reason Westerners even really knew that it existed was a fucking Game Genie commercial, which is in all sort of lawsuit territory, given the nature of what <laughs> the Game Genie does, the footage shown, and just stealing these characters from a beloved movie franchise, this, from this commercial. Yeah. Alright,
1: here we go. Yo, video game dudes! Talk to me!
5: Excellent!
4: This is Game Ginny! <laughs> the awesome video game enhancer for
2: your Nintendo Entertainment System. Attach it to most of your video games like Double Dragon 2, Super
5: Mario Bros. 3, and buckle up, cause you'll do what no video dude has done before. You can go to any level! Get unlimited love, live forever. Like a video zombie. Excellent!
1: I just need to pause it for a second because I notice every time they're showing video game footage, it says simulation on screen. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Anyway. Jump totally higher.
5: Make your own effects. And Genie Mm. gives you more firepower. Go for it, Deemster. Excellent!
0: (laughs) Level, jump higher, stay
1: bigger, live
0: forever. <laughs> game like, the
1: radical video answer from glue
0: So, I encourage people to seek out the commercial because yeah. one, it looks like they're playing inside Pee Wee's Playhouse, <laughs> but, but also they're using they're using a skewed lens. But that wasn't enough. They made a fish eye NES controller that looks so fucking rad that they're holding in their hands. It's like the size of a, like a, a, a personal pizza box <laughs> an NES, NES controller. Matt, and I have to confirm. Matt, did anyone in California actually talk like that?
4: Uh, totally <laughs> gnarly, dude. Uh, you know, I mean, that's we used to laugh at the TV shows and movies, but it's. I mean, so kind of like like when I was in my big surfing phase in Orange County and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I probably said something was gnarly, but not in
0: Michelangelo's voice.
5: Or <laughs> like, that.
4: Yeah, like, like It's that. like I talk Ugh. now, like, dude. That was gnarly. I say dude a lot, so I guess yeah.
0: I we are we talked about that on another show. Whether that accent ever existed or was just a marketing tool. Man, but I'm still the California not accent's true.
4: mostly just like kind of being lazy and half finishing words, you know. It's like yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, there's like a slight like up talk at the end of certain yeah, words. yeah. Where everything no,
0: sounds like that's on SNL the
4: Californians. No, it
0: really exists. We worked with a lot of people like that where <laughs> everybody trying too hard because they were from Ruhr-Cal like a not really
4: Californian, bro. <laughs> I'm
0: getting way into Michelangelo right now.
5: Uh, it's not but, on when, purpose. When
4: people okay, it's, it is worth noting when people spoof Californians, they're always spoofing southern californians like no one's impersonating uh, san francisco yeah. people
2: like oh man i do like a fucking awesome santa cruz accent yeah i really it's take great. those yeah. sacramento yeah. people down a
5: day. <laughs> <laughs>
2: suck it
4: ladybird
5: yeah this has yeah,
1: been so uh State's apocalypse uh, it's <laughs> <was> a geography <laughs> <bet>. podcast right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so so dizzy is a an egg always for some reason drawn with a pith helmet and boxing gloves does not have either of these things in the game. It's just an egg with hands and feet and big eyes and a little smile that, like, sometimes will emote at the camera, which is a cute uh, design.
2: The The Wikipedia article describes him as having minimal identifying features.
3: Yes. Which is, which is what you want. My, my Wikipedia article describes me. <laughs> he's, he's a man with
4: no features.
3: I, <laughs> I would...
0: I would call him uh, Rayman's hitbox. That's what he looks (laughs) like.
1: (laughs) And so, but this, there there were, as as I said earlier, there were two versions of this game made for the NES. One is the standard cartridge with the weird switch on the back. But Camerica also tried something called the Aladdin Game Enhancer, or no, the Aladdin Deck Enhancer, excuse me. Oh, yes. And it looked like a game genie. It was not a game genie. It did not let you put in any codes. What it did was contain a lockout chip and a little bit of extra RAM so that you could plug in smaller cartridges. And the idea was you would have this one Aladdin deck enhancer and you could use it to play a range of unlicensed cartridges that were cheaper for Comerica to produce. Now, in their infinite wisdom, they brought this out Right when, after this, Super Nintendo and Genesis had already come <laughs> Gosh, along. And so yeah. nobody wanted this shit. But, and, it, and it was also, like, mostly just different versions, slightly different versions of games that they had already put right. out yeah. in, in full-size form. And Dizzy, or Fantastic Adventures of Dizzy, was the exception because the character, it actually had some enhancements. The character moved a little faster. Apparently, it was able to collect 250 stars instead of just 100 Um, (laughs) (laughs) but that that was about it so it's specifically the aladdin deck enhancer version that is Mm. much cheaper than its counterparts uh, at 99 cents loose 267 it complete in box or if you have a sealed copy you can get up to $21.59 Twenty-one fifty-nine for it. <laughs> Again, this is according to pricecharting.com. <laughs> I know it's being sold for more on eBay right now, but bear in mind that's what people are asking for it, not necessarily what they're getting for it, and it's not what price charting lists. All of these prices are just going to be purely from price charting. That's you you so know how that's...
3: those dudes in the
4: commercial would refer to Dizzy? He's
1: excellent. Oh, <laughs> oh God,
5: David!
3: So, was the Aladdin deck enhancer? Was that a separate peripheral? Like, if I wanted to plop down ninety nine cents to pick up this Dizzy game, do I need to go
1: buy an Aladdin deck enhancer? You or is do it built into the cartridge. Okay, is that thing expensive? you uh, know? I, I don't know. I I watched some videos about it. I did not bother to look it up. Uh, right, probably not too much. It does come with its own Dizzy game, which is not Fantastic Adventures of Dizzy. Is apparently a worse one. <laughs> and the, the game itself is is like this weird blend of, like, point-and-click style adventure and platforming and that, like, you're running around and jumping on things and collecting what's-its, but then uh, you, you have, like, a three-item inventory and you have to figure out, like, okay, where, where can I use this item that will be effective? Uh, what does is, what is this uh, pointy thing do? Oh, it's an elevator key. I have to go to this specific elevator and use it in order to use the elevator yeah it's stuff like that fantastic it's,
2: i i was surprised to see that this was on the lowest charting list just because these Comerica games are so weird and they're such kind of a kind of a novelty they've That's, all got
5: these yeah these weird yeah. like
2: shiny gold uh, cartridges that are like a little outsized they've got the switches on the back so you can play them on the yeah, US or i, I the would European think there's version. like a
4: bootleg factor that like oh these are probably worth like in right. like the tengen games you would it, think might be worth like, a little bit more yeah, yeah or like Bible
2: adventures or something yeah yeah I'm like, gonna, they, I'm gonna...
0: I'm gonna slam the collectors community here. Yeah. Because that is their bullshit way of saying like, nah, this isn't worth collecting. We only want official stuff. Right. I'm like, yeah. That's not how collecting ever works. Yeah. It's <laughs> the misprinted the penny is always worth more, more rare, than everything else. Yeah. yeah. The misprinted box. That's why that Mario 3 copy sold for that much. You want the rarest thing. You should be seeking this copy of Dizzy out specifically. It yeah. shouldn't be the lowest. You mean to tell me there's gamers gatekeeping? What the fuck (laughs) is it? And and there's something something about, like, anything that's sealed in a box from 1985 should be more than $20. Mm. Yeah.
3: I mean, it's also just a symptom of, like, I doubt many people are, like, scouring eBay to pick up sealed copies of, like, (laughs) Dizzy. So it's probably, like, not that many copies get sold, and the ones that do didn't sell for that. I
1: I have to imagine that's, like, that breed of person that you see that like just collects things for the sake of collecting them like man if i just get the whole set of like fucking camerica aladdin deck enhancer games sealed (laughs) then i guess i'll put them on ebay again i don't know
3: (laughs) but to me like that's a cool way to go about collecting to find Mm -hmm. something very specific that has not yet been mined by the collect like to by this point, yeah. like, I'm gonna collect a bunch of Atlas JRPGs is a well that has been well drunk from and mm. you're gonna plunk down thousands. Yeah. But to be like, I wanna collect this weird subgenre that not many other people are interested in, yeah. that to me is a much more interesting
0: collection. I, co- I collect, for instance, the air quotes, I never go looking, never go on eBay, just if I'm in a place and find it, uh, uh, home versions of Pinocchio.
5: <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure, yeah, so, yeah.
0: so like, if I'm at a trade show and like, oh, here's a Japanese laser disc. Scoop. Here's a a nice. Belgian Betamax scoop and I never worry yep. about it. I never think about it. I don't care if it's complete as long as it's like not terribly expensive. I have I don't even have them displayed, but I have like uh like six different movie formats of Pinocchio uh, on home release. And yes, my i i am proud of my tom serve crow pop thing. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Let me ask I you guys this almost... did
4: anyone else own uh, any bootleg NES games? I myself yes. own the Tengen Afterburner because
2: I love nice. afterburner. Oh, a, a ton
0: of Tengen games. Oh yeah.
2: There uh, there was there was a time I was collecting NES games pretty heavily and I had all of the Camerica games. Nice. Which is why I can say that this Dizzy game is like top five of those Camerica games while not being any good. Have you guys ever <laughs>
3: played Ultimate Stuntman? Ultimate Stuntman. No. Ultimate Stuntman for NES. It's yeah. a surprisingly fun game. Like, Ult- it's not great, but it's really cool because it did a something I always wanted games to do as a kid, which every level was, like, this different gameplay strategy of it, it would go back and forth between, like, this platformer, and then you'd be kind of a shoot 'em up, and then you'd be climbing the side of a building. It's oh, a, yeah, it's a sure. cool game to just check out for a couple minutes.
2: It's pretty fun, and they're they're all better than things like Linus Spacehead and Big yeah. Nose the Caveman. And like, what about
3: Big Nose freaks out? Big Nose freaks What's out. On your Big Nose hierarchy. <laughs> Big Nose freaks out
2: is like the There Will Be Blood of, of NES games. I mean, that's, Big, that's Big Nose, kind of the unrequited masterpiece.
1: But uh, Big
0: Nose, by the way, I think was in the same Quattro cart, and mm-hmm. is in, in, the footage is in this that game genie commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See big nose in there.
1: yeah, also interesting big nose, that Quattro cart exists both size. as a full-sized cart and as an Aladdin deck enhancer thing. Also just weird, there was a lot of caveman games that existed through NES and Super
3: NES including and then they one really called just tanked out like including when, one
2: called Caveman games. Yes. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's weird that there was n- like once PS2 and anything newer came out. I can't think of one Caveman game. Yeah, yeah, why I mean, did was cavemen that, get canceled? Yeah, when's the last? There, there was cavemen? that BC game
4: by Peter Molyneux that got canceled. So <laughs> oh there's, right, that, yeah. there's, there's actually <laughs> yeah. I think uh, it was a beloved uh, that, collaboration.
3: He promised between gonna, Hart and Peter Molyneux. <laughs> he promised no, it was going to
2: take you back in time to meet cavemen and somehow. Flintstones <laughs> <laughs> Dino and
0: Hoppy is one of the more sought after NES games. Oh I yeah, believe. oh yeah, and, yeah. And, and I believe some of the assets I saw in this footage is stolen directly from one of the, one of the two Flintstones games because uh, that was very similar if you never saw us play it, we streamed it on youtube.com slash laser time, but it's funny just because that there's one really good Flintstones game and Fred's jump is just Mega Man's jump. It, oh. uh, and the last the, level is yeah. the Jetsons. It's it's ruined in the uh, title screen. Jetsons copyright, blah blah blah. Like but that would've that was so that would have been so cool to discover. Yeah. Sorry, I know I've talked about this before. Matt, when you said BC,
1: I've, I just immediately imagined BC's quest for tires uh, for the ColecoVision, um, no, no. which was <laughs> a completely different game, I would imagine. Or, uh, or a game based on that
4: comic, uh, the BC It was a game right based right on,
1: on that comic, yes. Yeah, uh, boy. yeah the, 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 the oh, one oh, about the, the weird Christian cavemen. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> it makes so much sense. It's even better than the Flintstones yeah. celebrating yeah. Christmas. Oh, oh, I'll never forget. I think it was in the, the late 90s or early 2000s. Like, we're going to introduce diversity into BC. There's going to be new characters. And the new characters were a Native American named Konohonti, who spoke in the third person, and <laughs> oh, a no. very hairy Italian named Anno Domini. Oh,
3: my God.
2: Okay. <laughs> <Perfect>.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs>
3: Who also spoke in the third person, by the way. Do you know that the name of one of the two major characters, female characters in that comic strip is Fat Slag?
0: Yes.
1: I thought it was (laughs) Fat Broad. (laughs) Oh, it might be Fat Broad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, either way. Yeah, it's Fat Broad and the cute chick. Like, they were not given much in the way of characterization.
0: Yeah, oh. one looked like my mom, and one didn't. That's all we had to work with.
1: <laughs> um,
3: I this is unrelated to Johnny Hart's work, but um, have you guys talked much about like the weird, like I think Chris said earlier, like the parallel universe of British gaming compared to US? A little bit, like a little but bit. It, it comes up every so often on Steve's and I's show, and it's just so weird to me. Like we got, they had these beautiful retro gaming magazines mm-hmm. that I would pick up from Barnes and Nobles. Mm-hmm. And then I'm oh, like, for, wow, yeah, this this the is... ones for
0: like 15 bucks. I yeah, but they were like beautiful
3: magazines with yeah. like all color pictures. And I'm like, this is great. But then I open it up and like, here's the ranking of the Dizzy games or here's like a history of yeah. Bitmap Brothers. Yeah. And you're yeah, like, the, the I history, didn't even know uh, what these uh, things were.
4: <laughs> the oral history Gianna of sisters. lemmings like that. kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Worms. Yeah. Well, like literally mm-hmm. my the, the most exposure I had to it was in that rare replay. Like we're literally, you're like, oh, you had kind of a skewed view of games because there's so many fucking isometric yeah. platforming
1: games like that were like the on the first ZX third spectrum. of Rare's
0: career was making games we couldn't physically play mm-hmm. just by being American. Yeah.
1: yeah, well, I mean, so there's there's so many like Dizzy was one of those rare moments of overlap that we had in the 80s, but I think we had it explained to us that it's just like in a, in the US. The NES got really popular and uh, captured a lot of attention, but it came to Europe late. And yep. so by that point, like, the ZX Spectrum had gained a lot of popularity. People were playing on Commodore a lot. The Master was System. was getting popular. Mm-hmm. Atari ST. Yeah, the Master System. and so Sega,
0: Sega outsold, like, Nintendo stuff for a while, I believe, in uh, the UK specifically. Yeah.
1: And that's probably why uh, the Mega Drive did so much better than the Super Nintendo, uh, Back in the day, but the uh, Maggie in, in the UK. on
4: the Nintendo yeah. going to play <laughs> Resi. <laughs> the I wonder why they
0: didn't call it the Master System in America.
5: Hmm.
1: Nint- Over there, are <laughs> Nintendos are called Lifts.
5: They <laughs> did. <laughs> 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 Nintendiniums. <laughs> but,
1: but yeah, and, and it is weird. And like, there there are things if you, if you have some experience with European and especially British games, you can go in and sit to dizzy and say like. Okay, yeah, this is a very European touch. Like this music. There's something ineffably European about it. It's that idea. We're going to use all the NES's audio channels for this chirpy tune because sound effects don't matter.
0: Yes, we're yeah. bad at music, and this is what it would sound like when the queen walks out of the castle. <laughs> Boo. Boo! She hops Don't on like some corgis it. and yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. is whisked away.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so regal and horseshit. Yeah, give me Japanese shit any day. That song. Uh-uh. But yeah,
1: I, sh- I should say also, um, this is slightly eclipsed. I kind of aired more on the side of new prices, like sealed prices. And Fantastic Adventures of Dizzy is actually slightly more valuable then the quattro adventure cart for aladdin uh, which is worth 268 loose more valuable but 807 complete in box much more valuable but then 2063 slightly less valuable when it's sealed <laughs> So wow. I I love that you're qualifying this as if anyone's gonna give a shit. No, <laughs> <nobody>. <laughs> like, like, come
3: on. Somebody's like, budgeting out their games, <laughs> taking notes on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. being like, All right, I have enough for the quattro four New." <laughs> Some pedantic not- asshole is gonna comment yeah. on our tweet and be like, Uh, actually Michael
5: had the price wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, sure.
2: Wait a minute, my, my great uncle just died? I inherited the Comerica warehouse in <laughs> Canada? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be a millionaire. We'll be swimming in B fifty two.
4: Did we just do twenty minutes on Dizzy? Let's move along. Oh, <laughs> right.
5: Number four.
0: Hey, man, Ninja! That's a uh, Super Nintendo. It is Super Nintendo. Good ear. Okay. Mm.
1: And the game is. Caveman Ninja 3. No, the I game wanna is zoop, zoop, baby. Zoop, 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 ba- doop, zoop, zoop ba- Yeah, this is a <laughs> strange game. Like, for some reason, it's burned into my mind, and yet I'd never played it or knew much about it until today. Same. Like the
4: cover art is totally burned into my mind. Yeah.
1: They yeah.
0: confuse it with Snood.
1: Like, it looks... Vaguely like I don't know if it. You guys know those Zolo toys that like came out in the nineties? Like they're yes. created for mo- the Museum of Modern Art, and it's just these mm. weird abstract blobs with sticks that would connect to each other. Oh, oh sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Like
4: a boppet It, but less
1: fun.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was like it was like a uh, what do you call it? Oh, I lost it. This like a fuck. What were those things with the little beige circle that you stuck the Tinker sticks toys. Tinker, Tinker Toys. Tinker Toys. It was like Tinker Toys, but modern art horse shit that you would see in a Woody Allen <laughs> yeah. movie. Uh,
2: Zoop, Zoop is one of those games that, like, I, I don't know if this is just a me thing or everybody's thing, but, like, it's one of those that I'm... It's lived kind of rent-free in my head for years, <laughs> just because I've always wondered, since I was a little kid, oh, I wonder what this game Zoop is about. But it's also never been enough of a priority for me to actually look it up or try it. I
3: have played a decent amount of Zoop. Really, oh, and by which I mean probably an hour in my whole life, but it feels mm. like a lot because I had it for my Sega Genesis for whatever reason. Oh, I don't wow. remember I don't remember buying it or why I bought it, but um is really cheap what I, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I do remember is it was one of the first games where I remember thinking distinctly, huh? That's it. <laughs> because it has, this is a puzzle game. Yeah, it right. has. It has no mode selection. You just kind of are dropped directly into the game. <laughs> I think it's a port of an like an arcade game from 1989. So, um and the mechanics of it are actually pretty neat. Like you control this uh, arrow in the middle, and you're sort of getting encroached by these different colored circles and shapes. And if you shoot out your arrow at one of them, um, you'll match the color of that. You're, you'll change you basically switch colors with the uh, shape that you hit, mm. but then if you hit a matching color, you will destroy it, and so you can kind of set up getting combos by like hitting multiple in a row to turn them all your same color, and then knock out a bunch at once, and it gets very sort of fast and fairly intense for a puzzle game, and I was never really able to survive much more than about five or six minutes, um, and then I would just turn the game up.
0: Yeah, it seems like it, like you should build up to the four the four playfields that you have to deal with.
2: Well, it, it was uh, definitely anticlimactic looking at footage of the game today and being like, "Oh, that the cover actually kind of told us everything we yeah, need to know." Yeah, it's true and this <laughs> like, is true. That, the
1: cover's basically a colored arrow. Yeah, that <laughs> like, that
2: really vague like enigmatic series of shapes and fonts is kind of the game.
1: Yep, that's yep. that's really all you get. Um well that and and some fairly jazzy music.
0: <laughs> Sounds like if you played the Chess Master music in a jungle. <laughs>
5: kind of, I don't know. I'm
3: kind of itching to play some Zoop again now. I remember uh, I, I would consistently get this game confused with Zool. Oh I would have yeah! Zool Ninja of the nth Dimension, which is a very
5: bad platform. Another
1: popular British uh, platformer. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, yeah. I think the PC version of that was actually sponsored by Chupa Chups. The the uh, the suckers. Oh Spanish wow! Suckers. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so they there was like Chupa Chups logos oh. and shit in the background. But yeah, the- that
3: actually explains that because I remember in that game you go to a bunch of like weird candy themed worlds. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh shit. But the the Genesis version is actually the cheaper of between it and the Super Nintendo version. The the SNES version is uh 263 loose, 1003 complete in box, 2812 sealed. Genesis oh. is 350 544 or if you manage to get it new, 1348. And it actually doesn't seem right. As Genesis games go, it's pretty easy on the ears. <laughs>
0: That? Yeah. I, like this. I think we might have to do like intro. It sounds <laughs> like a cart. It sounds like a cartoon rat is sneaking into my bedroom. <laughs>
2: or like How- Sam and Max doing a shooting screen.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. It Ooh, does sound head. like I mean, Sam and Max music. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is kind of a niche
4: genre of puzzle game, though, of like that only Tetris at this point occupies, which is like action puzzlers. Like, puzzle- well, I guess Lumines is also mm-hmm. qualifies, but it's like puzzle puzzle games where it's you can't think before your next move it's it's more like just reaction time and stuff like sure that, you know?
5: yeah
3: like these they don't do many of these anymore they used to do quite a few of them but
5: mm. yeah I'm i mean very
0: confused by this oh my god
3: like mechanically it's a, pr- a pretty solid game because like you really have to mentally like wrap your head around what's going on of like am i trading color because you're constantly shifting colors and lining things up um mm-hmm. i just remember spec- like I think this game might have some kind of following if there was like a single player mode or like some kind of puzzle or multiplayer mode. It's cuz it is kind of a unique puzzle game. It's just a shame that the the content here is just nothing.
1: Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. you can you can play continuous or you can play levels and that's about it. Those are your options at the start. It's very Tetris-like in that in that sense.
0: But. Wow and I just looked at this wiki and like, and uh, the last piece of information: two thousand three, the trademark renewal for Zoop was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so, feel free to resurrect it if you'd like. I, I,
1: yeah, I think the um, the Wikipedia article also mentions that like this was one of the only original IPs produced by like Viacom Interactive that yep. they they normally only did things that were based on other things.
0: Right. I mean yeah. you should Summoner be able to Redstone. find it on Paramount Plus a mountain of content. Yeah,
4: <laughs> big 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 fan of puzzle games, that's Sum- Sumner Redstone. He just loved him some zoo.
1: Oh did. yeah.
2: And this one also, like, kind of inexplicably wound up in the Blockbuster World Video Game Championship. Like, this was yeah. one of the games really? in competition alongside Donkey Kong Country and like one of the <laughs> NBA games lives.
3: Actually played, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It's like it's like because and this was the first one that they did that with, like Sight Unseen. Like, no one had played this game before they
0: made it part of the competition. Ew, right. This Holy is their Mario God. Three Wizard moment. I fucking hate
3: that. Yeah, <laughs> Mario in the Wizard where they're like. Oh, they're going to show you a game you've never played before and it's an exciting reveal and they're like, oh, get the warp zone. Find yeah, the, the whistle, and it. You're yeah. like, how do you know this stuff
2: or
0: this game you've it's never infu- seen? It, because it's he's infu- the wizard. <laughs> yeah. It's infuriating. It's infuriating. Uh, it, it, it denotes that he's either cheating or has some really matrix-like autism. Maybe he like is like a literal code. wizard and can mm-hmm. see the future yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in Merlin style and his code ball. while he's going.
5: Yeah.
2: I now want to see a whole version of the wizard that's just based around Zoop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, careful what you wish for; it might happen. Uh, I, I think yeah. I think we've about exhausted uh, the conversation potential of Zoop, so uh, <laughs> let's move on to number three.
5: Um.
2: I have to tell you, this this is bringing me back. As someone who grew up on a ranch, like whenever one of the animals would get sick, We'd lock it in a large bubble and throw it at the other animals
3: <laughs> uh, in, until idea. it
2: was until it's feeling better. Yeah, yeah that's how we would rescue them.
3: Your ranch was full
2: I,
1: of monkeys too. Apparently, it was. Yeah. It was a monkey ranch. There were a lot of loose monkeys. Tigers, elephants, ducks for reasons. Um, sure. I, I,
0: I'm only going off the sound clip, but that has to be Michael Crichton's Congo for kids. Correct. No, no, no,
1: no, this is this is Doct- Bad. This is Doctor <laughs> Fizzwizzle's Animal Rescue for We.
0: Uh, which but, but is. But seri- seriously, what, what is this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dr. Fizzwizzle's Animal Rescue! Wait, is which I, that I. Maybe I, they made
3: after he Ledger with Troy died? What, <laughs> You're thinking of Mr. Magorium's Wonder Import. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know it's.
1: Which was Mr. actually the imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, this, this, I, I think I said to Chris earlier, this is pound for pound the most worthless game on Wii. Which is
5: not to say and, it's yeah. bad. Yeah. It's I not- would
3: bet if you were to make like a list not divided by systems, like I bet the Wii would have far and away the most worthless games. The most yeah. Worthless
1: yeah. Game. It, it has, it Probably. has a lot. Um, this is the lowest that I saw, uh, prices for. It maxes out at 405 for a sealed copy. <laughs> <laughs> Loose, you can get it for like 265 I mean, you know, sa- save a buck or two there. Uh, it was uh, released in 2009. It was based on a casual uh, PC indie game that was released in 2006, ca- just just called Fizzball. And when I mean when I say it was based on it, I mean it is just literally the same game, but adapted for Wii. Mm. Mm. And it would be fine in its original set, like just as a, a you know an inexpensive looking indie game. Great. Uh It's a combination between like Breakout or Arkanoid and Katamari Damacy in that mm-hmm. like you are you throw out this little bubble and the idea is to bounce it off of things and collect as much junk as possible until it grows big enough to capture the animals. And then you capture all the animals in the same bubble and you keep them <laughs> rolling and bouncing around until mm-hmm. every single living creature in front of you. Is encapsulated in the same space,
4: just like I the arc. Just... That's
2: how the arc works. <laughs> arc yep. annoyed. Oh my god! I just got that. <laughs> well,
1: oh shit! That's, I'm annoyed that's an apocrypha.
4: This <laughs> ah. You know, we <laughs> should That'll real quick a take a step back and talk thing. about why it is. It is amazing that this is the lowest of we. Like, I don't think you have to be like a market expert to understand, like. The Wii A was a system known for shovelware. Like, it was Mm. known, like, a a lot of crap hit that system. And part of the reason for that was the Wii was a truly mass-market system. Like, Nintendo sold a fuck-ton of Wiis out there. And a lot of people who weren't, like, your average gamers were buying these things and were buying things like shovelware. And so whenever you have this many copies of a thing of all these games in the market, like, yeah, they're bound to be not... Worth that much in the long run because it's like,
5: well now we got a trillion
0: of these, yeah. You know? Even one of its best selling games like Carnival Games, is our kids gonna grow up nostalgic for that fucking game? Right. Or is it gonna like wither worthless tons of sealed copies in a warehouse somewhere? Had to be need to be buried like E.T. <laughs> I mean
3: I Atari. imagine that the Wii is the only console that probably has a double digit quantity of ports of browser games.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Like Well, the yeah.
2: Switch is
4: Switch is getting there. It's yeah.
2: up, it's
3: but up. I'm Show. talking like even like physical discs. Like I think you can oh, get a physical disc of elf bowling for the
1: Wii. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And again, yeah, it's this so is a physical true. disc and it really mm. like in 2009, think about what it's competing with even on Wii.
3: <laughs> Let's see, do yeah, I want to like get Red... Uncharted 2 or do I want to get a breakout
0: reskin? I, I like... want to get like Red Steel 2 or yeah. <laughs> yeah. or Dr. Whistle.
5: And I was
2: <laughs> I was really curious about this title because it's like obviously people involved with making video games would have watched the simpsons they would know the professor horatio huffnagel's <laughs> fabulous I, I have to wonder like is this trying to cash in on like there was kind of a weird little period of older academic video game heroes your professor Laydens, your henry yeah, hatsworth's yeah. Henry Phoenix Hatsworth. Wright, right like your dr like, muto yeah, yeah, are we just kind of cashing in on that? Like, oh, you know what kids love?
4: Elderly academics.
2: Let's <laughs> yeah. get after them. Yeah. Balding well, it,
1: men in lab coats. <laughs> it is
4: worth noting, he did, the doctor did seemingly get in trouble for this animal abuse because for the sequel, he's just professor Fizzle. He fucking lost. <laughs> <that doctor title. laughs> oh they shit. Get,
5: it
4: his board, he's not board certified no longer. Yeah, get out of here.
1: He's investigating a molten mystery. Nothing to do with animals this time around.
5: Yeah, I mean, they, they, just they, sounds they've like learned a their recipe. Yeah, but I yeah. I
1: think I might have actually made fun of this game's box for one of my bad box art features. at game's radar is just like there's something about it. Like the art style is just wildly unappealing to see on a shelf. I'm sorry to that artist, but it is. And, like, the main feature, other than this old man, is this sheep standing in the foreground and just, like, looking smugly at the viewer. Yeah, like, he he just
0: fucked Dr. Fizz, Miss (laughs) Fizzwizzle.
3: I I always think it's funny when um, games assume we have, like, they just present their character, like, front and center, like, we have a familiarity. Like, oh, finally, a new entry in the Dr. Fizzwizzle universe (laughs) (laughs) that we all love. Because you just read that title and you're like, are we supposed to know, like... Who Doctor Fizzwizzle is?
2: Well, you can turn on the scan visor while you're playing
4: and kind of like find clues about his lore. Dive into the lore. Yeah, just
2: scan a (laughs) scan a sheep,
4: scan a tree. Yeah, you're gonna. It's like Dark Souls. You just have to like praise the sun, the one of the animals, and
5: it will tell you all about the
1: doctor. But as as much as I'm ragging on this, like I I I played the PC version a bit, and it's like yeah, this is fine. It's perfectly pleasant and playable, and uh, but I wouldn't pay like forty dollars for it on Wii. But would you pay $5 for it sealed? Because yeah. like, you yeah. can. Yeah. <laughs> but at that so point, like, why I... take it out of the box? Yeah. This yeah. is
4: where I throw a wrench in our entire top five and, and ask a question I probably shouldn't be. Did we look at how much these originally retailed for to see what the the yeah the loss be in more value than twenty dollars? I,
1: I tried, but I wasn't able to find the original MSRP. Because
4: I can't I imagine just, this was more than twenty when yeah, it was I mean, brand new. I mean, right? Nintendo yeah, I
2: mean, did they, Nintendo did put out a lot of like their shovelware titles as like fifteen twenty dollar like mm. discount games. So I imagine this is probably one of those.
4: You're probably yes. right. Yeah, like, I'd be, the Wii, I'd be it's literally had like a direct wasn't. bargain bin. Like uh, yeah. supply chain, mm. it was just like here you go, just go to this I, bin in the middle I of did, a Target.
0: I did. not sh- I was just looking through my Facebook memories, and it was only five years ago. I was in a Best Buy, and I just see a shelf, uh, thousands of Wipeout for Wii now yeah. discounted to fourteen ninety nine, and it was just like the silliest picture I've ever seen. Like, mm-hmm. There are hundreds of these games <laughs> that are, that are never going to sell, and you are going to try and offload them on someone for fourteen ninety nine. Mm. But I. Even, even I as an old gamer, that's like a, a, a pretty good price.
3: Here, here's my, here's my pitch games. for you, Chris. The next, the <laughs> next episode of White, Wipeout, cause that's an obstacle
5: course game, right? Oh shit! Like, yeah, we can throw, you, yeah, throw you just John Cena throw it.
3: copies of the game for Wipeout for Wii at people <laughs> as they try to make their way <laughs> through the course. I mean, you're talking to people who have
4: pranked each other with Jerry Maguire, VCR cassettes, yeah. <laughs> Eva Labam, UMDs were sent to people's houses <laughs> at one point, so. Uh.
0: Yeah, there has been a lot of that. It was the the you're talking about the Gump Spire? Yes. Oh right. <laughs> oh yes. That yes. was for Brett's thirtieth birthday. I got him thirty VHS copies of Forrest Gump. <laughs> I mean, we we drove RC cars into the the walls, made it a Forrest Gump.
4: Yeah, <laughs> that's yes. amazing. I mean, there's there's a lot of those in home video. There's like uh, as good as it gets was fucking everywhere. You'll you'll yeah. see like a kajillion of those out there.
0: The, the, secretly, at the time, the one you. That would have been easier to find was my best friend's wedding.
2: Oh right! Oh yeah. yes! Yeah. Oh, there were yeah. way
0: more of those. But but Brett, kind of would accidentally quote Forrest Gump on occasion. And I always thought that was funny. <laughs> well, Brett also takes very
4: seriously uh, the difference between Dylan McDermott and uh, Dermot Mulroney. He'll get
0: really <laughs> pissed
4: off if you don't name who was in my best friend's wedding. And
0: I don't know which one it was. <laughs> Me neither. It's a gay one.
1: For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe any of that's (laughs) true. Anyway, let's move on.
5: Number two.
1: (laughs) So, in this clip, you are writing the the DVD
0: menu for animal soccer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not far off. This is a a mini game collection and the one I just played, you are trying to stay upright on a unicycle for as long as possible as if to set some kind of Guinness World Record. Ah, I know, I know what it is. Yeah. So this is uh, Guinness World Records, The Game. Guinness, of course, being the Irish beer company that start, (laughs) that started publishing this book in order to settle bar bets and it somehow became a massive hit with elementary school kids (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Everyone. I mean. <laughs> baby yeah. you would go right and, uh, to the pages that showed like the weird people who had
3: like the most yes. tattoos sure. or the yeah. longest fingernails and you would just fingernail guy the lady fingernail sure guys show
0: me the two nice. rednecks on the fat rednecks on the motorcycle oh yeah, yeah. see those Unless guys like <laughs> so on the mopeds
1: yeah yeah this this game has features a bunch of little touchscreen mini game challenges that range from relatively mundane like ride a unicycle, or uh, try to build the biggest skyscraper, or try to get a high score in a video game, which is not this video game, but something <laughs> that kind of resembles asteroids a little bit. Try to get four hundred thousand points. It's hmm? a DS. What's the platform? This is another shovelware yeah, platform. It's, it's mm-hmm. for DS, and uh okay, and and f- uh, for everything like this, this just screams shovelware, and yet I don't hate it. Like the mini games. Mm-hmm. Aren't, some of them suck ass like the one I, I I tried very hard to unlock the one where you eat cockroaches and it turned out <laughs> to be more like I'm feeding cockroaches to a captive head but <laughs> it is kind of difficult to get done like okay I'm supposed to pick it up and then like swipe down and up very quickly to flick the cockroach into their mouth and oh. that's actually quite I challenging. Mean-
4: that just sounds like either a Saw game or WarioWare. Yeah. You know, pick Right. You, pick, kind of is. And if,
1: yeah. and if you successfully throw in the roach, then you have to rub the stylus up and down on screen to simulate chewing. Uh, I mean, it's...
2: This one has kind of a pedigree though, right? This is a Traveler's Tales game. Yes. Uh kind of surprisingly, oh, wow. like it's yeah. made by real people who make real games.
5: Mm-hmm. And
2: and uh, I I reading about the premise of it, I'm like, this is actually kind of a fun idea for a premise. Like a bunch of mini games based around real it things. Is. Like yeah. they have you eating a jumbo jet in one of the mini games, <laughs> which is something oh. that someone actually did. It took him 2 years, but he ate a jet. I uh, actually have a
1: clip of that. What? yeah that one is actually one of my favorites because you swipe up and down with to like beat on the plane with a hammer to rip chunks of it off and then the chunks go on a plate in front of you and you have to tap on them as quickly as possible to eat them
4: how did he eat a jet in real life like what? From what
2: I from what I read, it was a French guy named uh, Monsieur Mangatou, uh, uh, which yes. was I think his stage name, and he he had an unusually thick stomach lining, and so he he ate this plane. It was like a Cessna, so it wasn't like a jumbo jet, but it was oh, okay. an airplane. It's bigger than any plane I've eaten. Uh, <laughs> it's metal, they,
4: right? Like it's it's
2: it's metal and glass. Yeah. So like he but that was had to his break whole thing. It. Yeah, he just had to break it down as small as possible. He coated his throat with mineral oil and water when he was drinking it. Or, like, like
4: eating the stuff, and, uh, he just ate a plane over two years. Do you suppose the Guinness folk ever turned down someone's offer of, like, hey man, I'm gonna set this record of fucking eating a jet? They're just like, no, we're not putting that in the book. Like, don't do that. Can you that fly to an intern self. there?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Take pictures of the thing? What, yeah, what, like, I, I, well, yeah, how are they gonna verify that unless someone's, like, sticking with them for two years? But yeah, either way, that's, that's a real thing per- that people
0: did. Yeah, the Guinness Book of World Records. I viewed for one thing, like, hey, let me see them freaks. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't it had need, a, it I don't had need Guinness of, uh, for that anymore. That, was, yeah, it that had, like the that freak show freak of the eighties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, does
4: this game actually have like a uh, Encyclopedia of Guinness World Records, or is it just mini games? Like, I
1: mean, the mini games are supposedly based on actual records, and you are oh. trying to beat. The, the records that it arbitrarily sets. I do not believe anyone ever ate a plane in under 40 seconds, so I don't think that's a genuine, uh, world record, but if you manage to beat it, you will get this pleasant sound effect. New
0: Guinness World Record! Yeah.
1: I feel so gratified. Everyone knows jet
4: fuel can't melt stomach lining, Michael. Everyone knows that, man. Oh god, was it
1: fuel, do you suppose? My oh god, god, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: can you eat it can you eat a plane when we fill it with poison? <laughs> uh, I I just happened to look for this game on Amazon and you can still, with Prime, get it for eleven ninety nine sealed. Mm. So yeah, maybe you can site, find some way to like flip this around. The
1: site listed at 373 sealed. So it's, uh, they're, see, they're overcharging see. you, man. <laughs> I think,
0: I think, uh, it doesn't matter. It's all profit. Let's do this. It it's getting the business of flipping DS games <laughs> off of Amazon. And what, what I thought was funnier is that it it contains no one star reviews. Huh. No. I was just thinking Zero, that one the, the
2: interesting thing about the four games we talked about is that none of them seem to be terrible no, like none at least of not them are. like embarrassing. Yeah,
0: which is Yeah, they, haven't, they haven't had a they hadn't had a, like a streamer bring them into the modern light and mm. man the hands of fate out of them. Yeah. yeah. The, There's one two-star review that I'd love. Maybe I'm too old. It's titled uh, I got this game at age 40 because of the fantastic reviews. I'm <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> What? Like we were reviewing every game when this game came out and I have never heard of it in my life. I mean yeah. it's a
1: mini game collection for children. I wouldn't expect that this yeah. is gonna be my Skyrim. I'm gonna spend <laughs> sixty hours on this perfect. You know, when I look skills. at this list, if anything, like the common
4: characteristic they all share is that they're just unmemorable. Like yeah. it's just like, oh yeah, like and that's really... I mean, I mean really... Lizzie's
1: kind of bad, to be to be fair. But the rest yeah, of yeah. them
4: are pretty good. But it's, well, but it's like fair. really, you know, like their Fine. biggest offense, their biggest crime is like, yeah, that It's nothing anyone thinks of when they're like, I want to collect, and that's probably why they don't have a high value. It's like Mm. there's no one – like you guys said, unless you're very specific with your collection, like I'm going to seek out all the dizzy games – no one would even think of collecting Dizzy, you know? Right.
3: (laughs) I'm going to collect all the Guinness World Record games. (laughs) I'd like to be very (laughs) realistic in my You're going to set a world record for collecting the most Guinness World Record games. That's the thing I want to talk about real quick is I I work at a public library, and I think, look, Chris was saying earlier about, like, we used to just – as a ki- kids, like, pull up the world record books to look at the freaks, which now you can find freaks easily all over the internet. So, like, mm-hmm. I think that Gen- Guinness has really, like, glommed on to video games as, like, a way to keep their books very alive. Weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, of- like, that's what most of the Guinness books are at the library. They're, like, in the teen oh. section of, like, Guinness Book of Video Game Records. And right. they're, like, very clearly, like, half advertisements. Like online soccer game with most concurrent players at once like Mm -hmm. fifa 2021 and you're like great this was clearly a record sponsored by ea but like those are what i see consistently checked out and it's like kids who their parents are like all right you need to read a book you have to stop playing video games And like all right i'll check out this book
5: about
4: (laughs) video
3: games
4: (laughs) In, in, in an ironic twist there's nothing that loses its value faster than a previous year's Guinness Book of World yeah. Records. It's just yeah. like, the second That's that true. new one comes out, it's just like, well, I'm not going to pay, you know, money for last year's records. That's ridiculous. It's not accurate. Yeah. It's like this I Zagat guy. I meant to you know? send
0: it to you. I I'm I'm... At this point, enamored with the comments of my uncle selling a complete set of Encyclopedia Britannica <laughs> from thirty-five years ago. I I mean, everyone has all these very specific questions. All the kind people who apparently want a full set. Hundreds of pounds worth of encyclopedias.
4: Products with a shelf life, I love. I actually have a board game behind me that's trivial pursuit from like the early two thousands and it's but it's like the eighties edition, and so I'm like Yeah, all of this is outdated now. Like none of these, none of these clues are, I I, actually, I think some, I saw like a meme about this. It's like, uh, it was a a trivia question. It's like, which one of these actors has never been Batman? And at this point, all of them now have been (laughs) Batman. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I know my favorite one I experienced in person at a cabin when I was at a wedding. Just one of the answers. We, we had no idea how old it was until we found that one of the answers was West Germany oh
5: wow <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's not a thing
5: anymore uh, all right.
1: it actually broke my heart a little bit my parents had to get rid of an Encyclopedia Britannica set from I think like the, the late 80s early 90s whenever mm-hmm. they bought it and uh, yeah, it's just like, I, like donate it to a library. Something that seems like such a shame is like the library doesn't want it. no, It's like, nope. yeah. like literally the only
5: now. thing the library doesn't want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once
4: Encarta came out, libraries yeah. were just like, no, no, we like, don't yeah, need your encyclopedia. Nobody wants Britonica. a full
1: set of encyclopedias in, it's, in <laughs> it's 2020. Well, oh, there's
0: one person who wants them. They need books to burn for a Hitler movie. <laughs> 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 is, so, so,
5: donate your encyclopedia.
0: Well, I, I know a lot of people in America. That uh, they're,
4: they're yeah pretty close to doing that. so they're, right. yeah,
0: they're pretty close to a Hitler movie, yeah. pulling a Hitler well, movie, burning
4: books,
1: <laughs> you know, or, uh, fa- or failing. Track. Well, speaking of movies. <laughs> <laughs> the blushing
6: bride, she looks divine. The bridegroom, he is doing fine. I'd rather have his job than mine. When I'm cleaning windows.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what <the> this is <laughs> uh this is toy play. Um, and I think. Oh, it was familiar. Yeah. I think this listing, uh, it says iToy with camera. So, and, and it's listing at like starting at 94 cents and topping out at a whopping 320. It might be just for the camera, but if that's true, then the next least valuable game is like SOCOM three. And I have no idea how to talk about that. So, (laughs) iToy play. (laughs) Who remembers the
0: iToy? I do and I, I, I we were talking about this and I I, I before the glut of we connect motion control gobbledygook, this was the first game to do that yeah. and it was we were all like we were all uh, we had our, we were drinking at this <laughs> age and, yes. we, and I got this and like I kept bringing it over and people were fascinated by this um this and like Donkey Konga would like making new gamers out of people I have very positive memories about the iToy. I feel bad that this yeah. is worth so little.
1: It was it was a really neat idea that was really fun to play around with, and I remember like my parents were very impressed by it. It's like, oh, I'm on TV. Oh, I'm punching ninjas. I'm washing windows. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it was it was a you know just a mini game collection basically. But uh yeah. but it was cool. it was yeah it was
2: it was connect before the connect. And yeah, it it's it's very and it's, yeah, it's very totally. it's also just been completely erased from right. history by the connect because. It just wasn't as popular, but uh, it, it, it broke a lot of ground, I think. It was kind of a cool little peripheral.
3: Well, it's the same thing that um, you guys were talking about with sports games is, like, the reason that they lose value so much is because they just get completely erased. And so there's no, like, by the next iterative entry, there's no reason to go back to it. And right. I feel like yeah. this falls into that same trouble of, like, yeah. the the old motion control in, like, has been... The good parts of motion control have been integrated into modern games in, like, Wii Fit or something like that. That this is a much tougher sell to be like, yeah, I'm going to go back and like play this for some kind of unique experience at this point.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah. Th-
3: I'm,
4: yeah.
2: yeah, you know, the and this kind of game, like the iToy Play in particular, was like. It was, it was a cool idea and it was really novel. And then you quickly realized that kind of every iToy game was going to be some variation of this.
3: Just like, yeah, like poke, poke a ninja that's jumping out or like tap fireworks that are shooting into the sky. It's all just like poke and touch things, but like the gameplay itself is not. Yeah. There's, there's
2: like kind of a, there's like a Nicktoons variation on this. There's like a Sega variation on this, but Mm
0: -hmm. Nicktoons moving.
2: That's it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's at the end of the day, it's kind of all. The same thing. I think there were maybe, like, ten games released for the iToy, but because the PlayStation 2 was so huge, this still sold, like, a billion
3: copies. Like, it, crazily, the iToy was very successful, and people forget about it. Well, I mean, the Connect was very successful, too. Like, yeah. this stuff all had, like, a big moment, and then, like, it was just kind of
1: tough to go back to.
2: Then we're like, yeah, we don't want to use our bodies anymore. Yeah, we're, we're, so we're gonna... good. We're <laughs> yeah. good.
1: No, we, th- th- we <laughs> remembered. We play video games because we hate moving. <laughs> <laughs> it was a... It was a yeah. It was a fun experiment for a minute there, but
4: yeah. was this the first camera peripheral after like the Game Boy camera? Like,
6: yeah, I think yeah. so. That yeah, that, that, that so. actually
4: put you in games. Like, just think about how much tech had progressed. Let me, since, let me like, check the game... date.
6: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, he, I happen to have a Game <laughs> Boy like, camera As Chris sometimes his, his, yeah. Sometimes I
2: worry that Chris has camera. like the the purse from Scott Pilgrim or something mm-hmm. like just off screen. Like he's always got a good prop like ready to go. Just, just a fourth right. dimensional hole. To keep those things <laughs> out of.
1: You. Um, um but yeah this like this copy of Fraggle Rock's
0: Christmas special. <laughs> oh man. <laughs>
1: Popular and relevant to what we're talking
5: about. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> but yeah, here's
1: here's a clip of uh beating up ninjas.
6: Get ready.
5: Fight. Mm.
1: I think it was called like kung fu or something. It was like (laughs) this is easily the most popular part of this game. It was the reason most people wanted to play it. And I, I got like I was in the press at the time, and I got like a little mailer from Sony that was like this tin box that folded up, and on the front of it or aluminum, whatever, but on the front of it was this big magnet that was a mirror. And bordering the mirror was like all the little ninjas that would jump out at you during this mini game. So it was just like, "Oh, look at this! Imagine yourself playing." It's like a preview of what the game is. <laughs> now
0: that is going to be worth even less than the other. <laughs> <laughs> probably,
1: uh,
3: probably. The other reason that I imagine that this game is worth so little among um, is because. I think this game was specifically a pack-in with the iToy. Mm-hmm. And I imagine just over time, like, the quantity of iToy's has gone mm-hmm. down, but the quantity of this game has sort of stayed out there because, yeah. you know, you keep your games together, but your accessories sort of get lost in the shuffle. And so, like, now there's just a, probably more copies of this game out there than there are iToy's to play it with. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. There's, just no,
2: there's no reason in the world to play unless you have that hanging around. Yeah.
0: Yeah, It's. it's I just figured there'd be... I feel like I'm old. It's just about the right time for kids who did get to play this to be nostalgic for it and talk mm. about it glowingly. And like when Michael played that music, like, what the fuck? This is weird. <laughs> I haven't thought about this in twenty fucking years. And I wasn't. I was. I was of drinking age. Well, especially with uh, it, the, like Astro's Playroom had all yeah. these
4: like old Sony peripher- peripherals, where it's like, yeah, you just fi- got. You got literally find for the
0: toy Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I I really love that about it. And yeah, I I didn't get a ton of play out of it, but the iToy had kind of a surprising amount of other games. Yeah. yeah. Well, like was um, it
1: iToy Antigrav was like one of the few that didn't actually show you on screen. You were just like using your arms to control like a uh, yeah. a hoverboarder. Mhm. Like that was kind of a neat idea.
4: It's yeah. it's so funny that when, when this these camera type things come out, like the same types of games always get made. Like yep. you guys remember, like Double Fine did a minigame collection for the Kinect. They did mm-hmm. the oh, sure. Sesame Street game for Kinect. Like yeah.
0: they always <laughs> look at this. Uh, uh, it's literally called iToy Kinetic Sports. Oh my god! Sure um, iToy iToy Pom Pom Party. Guess what you do there? Cheerleader games. The Play Series is a trilogy. And a lot of this came out in. Um, I'm just noticing now, did not come out in North America. Hmm. That's right, dog.
5: Hmm.
0: It's- I, I can't hear about that Sesame Street
1: Connect thing without remembering one time we were getting chewed out as a team at our at our former company, Chris. And uh, the the boss in question was saying, like, I went onto the site to look and see if the Sesame Street game was any good, if it's something I want to buy for my kids, and you talk about going ape shit in there? Why is the <laughs> word apeshit in a Sesame Street review? <laughs>
2: well, the letter of the day was
4: A. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Yeah. A is for apeshit. I remember the score, because
0: uh, Cooper... <laughs> Gave it an eight, and then had to put in the video for the the, the count. Eight, eight, eight is great. You could fold it this way. You could fold it. Th- uh, <laughs> no matter what score you gave it, you knew there'd be a Sesame Street song about it. <laughs> pretty neat. Was I out of radar by then? Maybe. maybe I'm imagining, who. I can think of the exact person who did that, Mm -hmm. and I just can't imagine putting up with it. I hated that person so much.
1: Uh, Well, iToy also had a uh, fun tutorial with an old lady that uh, was kicking furniture around for some reason.
6: You are ready to play. There is no controller in iToy. You are the controls. That's right. Just move your arms, your head, or any part of your body.
4: But obviously, make sure you have enough room to play.
1: <laughs> yes, any part of your body... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Look it at yeah. you, Jimmy Durante. I don't know why we were making Jimmy Durante jokes in the
5: chat today. Because
0: we were. we're hip and fresh.
5: Well, the kids still we like the Jimmy
2: Durante, don't
4: they?
2: I saw his new picture just at the CinemaPlex.
5: <laughs> yeah,
0: Chris, it's because we're young and heart. <laughs> Cha-cha-cha. The
5: most young at heart.
0: But it's, it's, it's interesting. I think it's a, it's a funny homework assignment. Um maybe question of the week, figure out what game you have that's worth the most. Just uh Yeah, yeah or the least. <laughs> Whichever <laughs> one you like.
1: Yeah, you can use price charting, why not? We'll come back to that at the end of the show. Uh, But in the meantime, we need to take a little break. And when we come back, we'll talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned.
6: Now I go cleaning windows to earn an honest bob. For a nosy parker, it's an interesting job. Now it's a job that just suits me. A window cleaner you would be if you can see what I can see. When I'm cleaning windows, honeymooning couples too. You should see them billing too. You'd be surprised at things they do when I'm cleaning windows.
5: Let's get
0: scratching. Mm-hmm. I, I got like, my sister came in my house. Gross. Grow
1: up! She
0: walked <laughs> She walked in my house and like, that's the first time that's happened in over a year. But yeah, like uh, having been around my family with no mask inside, like that's the first time any of that shit's happened in a year. And, and and I was talking to someone about it. Oh yeah, like I'm looking at some of my friends like, yeah, they're just doing stuff again and I still, I still don't know how to do that yet. I wonder if there's a part of me that kind of enjoyed all the indoor time and the video game time. I just I haven't pushed myself to go out and be social yet. Have any of you? No, or I think absolutely not. You guys are. Oh. I'm, I'm.
1: I'm still a few days before my my Antibottom. time is up, but mm-hmm. uh, you know my my two weeks. But I, I, I'm I'm a little bit nervous about it because like I've I've lived like a fucking hermit for the past year and a half, so mm. it's it's a little strange to like oh now I can out and do things but who will who will i see what do i yeah, want to do that's, that's where I'm at, uh, is like, oddly, i was I like the thing i'm most excited for is to go to target which i haven't done oh since i've been going like to target,
0: target this entire time
1: yeah
4: <laughs> i i got a
0: haircut like i right like mm. the day that i hit
4: my two weeks after the second shot i'm like okay it's time it's been like eight months or something but other than that you it's
0: cutting your hair on your own like michael <sighs> no no my hair was yeah. just growing out yeah, it, it is weird
1: to think, like, well, I don't need a haircut now, but when I do need one, I'll be able to have someone else do it for the first time in a year.
0: You, you have been cutting your own hair?
1: Got a pair of clippers. It's it surprisingly look... easy to give yourself a crew cut.
0: Uh, bullshit. Not with this fucking god sneeze pubes on my forehead kind of shit. Like, I cannot <laughs> just throw clippers into this mess. Uh, you just give yourself, like, a little crew cut, and it looks like a professional did it. I hate it. I'm oh, very jealous you. of your hair. Always have <laughs> So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over a hundred movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30-2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the lasertime shows, including Game Apocalypse, right guys?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And welcome back
1: to our final segment, where we're not going to waste any time haggling. Wait, about I, can, prices. I can waste. It, I can waste some time. Okay.
5: I, waste <laughs> some time.
0: I looked. I looked up my Facebook memories, and twelve years ago to this day, picture of me and Michael podcasting. Wow! <laughs> oh, wow. Hey!
5: Wow! Can- Yeah, congratulations!
0: Do you know where we are? Happy anniversary,
1: guys! Are are we in
0: the the boardroom of uh, Future US Inc.? No, we're in a different place because it's early June and there's no pandemic. We are at a thing that we went to every year.
1: Oh, at at E3? E3 that early? (laughs)
0: Okay, (laughs) yes, yes. We are at E3. It's if you look through your Facebook memories, you'll see all your E3 pictures. Oh wow! Right now, awesome. That's that's Um, an early
1: E3. They they shifted to mid June. Well, I think this is the most time we've ever wasted before hitting this button. Wonder Boy <laughs> Wonder Asha in Boy! Monster World is what a What is the secret? Oh sorry. sorry. It I'm is sorry. a remake of the classic Genesis game uh, uh Monster World 4, I think. Yeah, yes, I think that's yeah. right. Four. Yeah. 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 That that series has kind of confusing numbering stuff, but uh so it's it's taking a game that was already a classic and just basically we're gonna redo all the graphics. So it's like cell shaded three D and yep. it's Fine. Does this let you detail. do
4: uh, didn't didn't Dragon's Trap do that thing that like uh, Master Chief Collection did where if you hold a button it just shows the old version in real time,
1: you know, if, it, if it does, uh, it doesn't tell me how to do that on the controller. Yeah. It was like okay. the
0: select button on the Wii U one, mm, as far as I remember. Yeah. But I don't uh, I don't yeah.
4: think
1: I don't think it does, no.
4: But it's fine, it sounds like if like if yeah. you haven't played the these games and want to no, play the best looking it, version. It's
1: good. It's enjoyable. It's got a lot of cool secrets it uh does 3D things that I don't know if were even possible on the Genesis, where like you're you're walking in between like the foreground and the background, and uh, that's pretty neat. So one thing that is somewhat notable about this game is I think this
3: game never came out in the United States. Like uh, mm. this was the first one mm. you play. You play as a female Wonder Boy, right? Um, yeah, but yeah. Um, and it came out. They basically retranslated and released it on that Genesis Classic, the Genesis Mini. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it never yeah, came yeah. out as on a cartridge in the U.S. So mm. Yeah, I did have bit...
1: it. I had it on PS3 for a long time. Mm. But mm. but yeah, you're right. It 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 has a very limited uh, release history in the U.S. Never never officially on on its original platform. But, <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's cool. Um, the you know you know, the female heroine uh, does like a weird little butt wiggle every time she opens a chest. It's some of them go on for kind of way too long, but okay. <laughs> sure. Got some Shantae vibes mm-hmm. there, right? Yeah, definitely. Right. definitely. A little, little bit of that, yeah. Um, Virtual Fighter V Ultimate Showdown is uh, free if you're a PS Plus member. and yeah. This is that one that's uh, the Ryu Ga Gotoku Studio.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: It's done in, done in the Dragon Engine. It's an update in the,
1: yeah.
2: I was, Virtual I was Fighter V. Kind of surprised. I-, I thought the Virtua Fighter series was was dead. Are they still kind of regularly releasing games in that series?
1: No, it was, it was pretty much dead,
4: yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. all right.
4: Well, actually, uh it's not a news item, so I'll mention it here. The director of uh, Tekken mm-hmm. came out this week with a statement, and he was, like, congratulating them on this release, and he is, like, uh, pressuring them to make a new Virtua Fighter, because apparently he's, like... He thinks the only, like, true competitor to Tekken is Virtua Fighter. He doesn't view Street Fighter as, like, a Tekken competitor. And he's like, make another game so that you can motivate me to make an even better Tekken oh, game. interesting. That would make I...
2: sense. There, there was a lot of the same DNA. We just covered Tekken on our show not too long ago. And there was a lot of... Uh... A lot of the people who worked on the original Virtua Fighter jumped ship to go work on the original Tekken, mm. so you could see how there'd still be like some professional rivalry. It's there.
0: it's yeah. weird because they're both unlike Street Fighter, which is a 3D presentation. It's still a very 2D game. Yeah. yeah. And who are they going to battle with? Battle Arena Toshin I right, <laughs> boys? <laughs> Dennis Miller of Video Game Podcast, and uh, <laughs> uh, but er, yeah, guys,
2: baby, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> what other competition are they going to have, Teres well, I mean, I'm
1: I'm I, I I realized this was out uh, this, this evening, today, and so I downloaded it, and I think in the 10 minutes before we started recording, I started up the game and made it about halfway through the arcade mode, so... Wow, okay. Um, okay.
0: That's what I did in Yakuza. I think I beat the arcade game in oh, like yeah. five seconds. Yeah, like, yeah, man, yeah. I can't believe I almost paid $60 for this 10 years mm. ago. Fifteen years ago.
1: Yeah. It's not, not difficult if you're and, and especially in this version, like I was reading a review that said like this is very uh multiplayer network focused. Like if you wanna compete online, that's that's kinda more what this is meant for.
0: Right. I, I was shocked that it came in on PS three and it has no online playability. Huh. Really? Oh, ps yeah, that's
1: right. That's weird. Yeah, they're
0: just like, nah, we couldn't figure it out. We decided to focus on what's really important. Like, <laughs> what did you think was really important about Virtual Fighter?
1: <laughs> Didn't they add netcode later? Or they had a version, like a later they, version? They did. Was playable they online? did. Yeah.
0: There's, there's, this is like the fifth version of it. This version is the one that's after the final version. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. Is-
1: this is Ultimate Showdown. Although the review that I was reading said it's just like, well, it actually has fewer features than Showdown, so it, calling it Ultimate seems a bit hmm. off. What, wasn't it Final Showdown? It was, a was the
0: Final Showdown.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Final Showdown.
0: And I know there's people who swear by it. I, there's no Virtua Fighter Six. No, 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 no. no, the, no that's com.
4: they're they're hoping they make this. this I, I would imagine if this sells well enough, you might see that happen. Mm. Like, hmm. Remember we talked a few weeks ago about Sega, like, with all those unexploited franchises they have they can no, tap I still don't into. believe
0: it. I don't believe it.
3: It's so odd, like, just the fighting games. Like, I feel like fighting games used to just be a part of everyone's video game diet of, like, yeah. yeah, we play some Street Fighter, we play some Mortal Kombat. But, like, now I just feel like it's almost like this exclusive thing. Like, I have never met one person who would be into Virtua Fighter, like, as a thing. But, like, clearly there are people. I just don't know who buys these games yeah yeah oh, i think
0: like we mentioned earlier the the, the english the, the sega fans
5: hmm. oh, yeah, yeah,
4: I, yeah i've always felt with fighting games like i'm this weird outsider like i really love and appreciate them and i graphically they've always been some of the most beautiful games you can mm-hmm. get you know because you don't you just have like the arena and then the two you know big yeah, characters you, huge huge
3: characters mm-hmm.
4: but I've, I've never been like a competitive player and so like i have this appreciation for fighting games that's like Totally separate from what, like, you would say fighting game fans are looking for in their games. Like, I'm a huge DOA series fan, right? Mm. Like, well, this okay. is, like, something that, like, doesn't necessarily have a huge fighting game community around
6: it. Yeah.
1: I think Virtual Fighter, Virtual Fighter back in the day was the beginning of why I got away from fighting games, because I used to be a huge fighting game fan. And at some point, they just kind of got too technical, and it feels like Virtual Fighter was the beginning of that. Like, Oh yeah, this this rough. game is like super realistic and super technical and you have to, it's like a game of chess you have to know how to counter your opponent's moves and yep. and this and that and and now it's just like fighting games for me like I try to watch them and it's like this intricate series of uh you know guard cancels and uh, frame counting and a bunch of other things they don't really understand and it's like can I can I not just smash buttons and beat up my friends
0: Yeah when's the fireball happen yeah exactly. I feel like yeah. The, mm-hmm.
1: the moment that fighting games started integrating stances mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. characters switching
3: stances mm-hmm. is
1: when I was like all right I'm yeah. out yeah, right. yeah but but with Virtual Fighter like what I got into Virtual Fighter 4 when that came out on PS2 really hard because it's like it made it very accessible. And it had some characters who were very friendly to my style of gameplay, which again is very button mashy. But, uh, like that, that, that Shaolin monk, like, uh, Lefe, I think his name is. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. love playing as him because, like, you can look really cool just like, Kick, kick, kick. Punch, 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 punch. Cool. Did, did that. Did cool thing.
4: I think, though, that's what the series has always been lacking is, like, it is more steak than sizzle. Like, mm. I love Mortal Kombat because it's like, hey, I don't need to be a pro gamer and I can still love this campaign story mode, right? Like, even mm. the Street Fighter games, it's like, I love the characters. I love the little stories they tell in the arcade mode and stuff like that. I don't I, I understand there's people that do enjoy it on the super sure. technical I'm gonna look at frame rate, you know, frames and shit mm-hmm. for yeah, attacks.
0: Even even Tekken gave you bizarre endings to look right. forward to. It's
5: true. <laughs> yeah. Tekken yeah. had
3: like multiple bear characters you could play as. Yes.
4: Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Versus like Virtua Fighter has always just been a little bit more straightforward. It's like, no, we're about the fighting, you know, and so um yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see if it makes a comeback. But it's yeah. out there if you're a PS plus subscriber, so pick I up. think
0: this is a weird way to make a comeback, but if because I, weirdly, I don't think it's, it'll be sales, it'll be how the fighting game community right. embraces it.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and
0: I, I think Sega's been notoriously bad with the fighting game community if we're talking about, uh, online. They, Sega has never approached that very well. No.
4: I, I almost wonder because, you know, Sony bought Evo, and I think they just announced a few of the first, like, mm-hmm. live events that now, now that we can do those again, or we'll be able to do those soon. So I wonder, like, because I think this is a PlayStation exclusive, isn't it? It is,
5: yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: so I wonder if this is the play to be like, hey, maybe this could it's introduce that to the crowd to be part of EVO, you know?
0: I, if, well, if you, I remember walking around um, Seattle um, a few years ago, and there were Sega's GameWorks would routinely hold Virtual Fighter Five tournaments, mm. like intricate mm. ones and well, well, well structured ones. Uh, so Sega was good with that. It's just they've always their netcode's always been piss poor, or at least their their attempt to do it. So. It's probably a little late. I don't know how you take a failed game from 15 years ago. It's interesting. Yeah. And if you remember me on that podcast, I barely barely remember what I said, but I said that Sega presentation is filled with shit. That was a well-meaning young person who just got there. We need to utilize our old brands. That'll never happen, and all of the spirit will be squelched out of you in the next year. Sorry. Spoiler. Working of a Japanese company, that's what'll happen. And <laughs>
4: Wait for the news segment. We got some cool Sega mm. announcements.
1: Oh, oh! Matt, what is Operation Tango? It's that co-op
4: adventure game we talked about that's also a PlayStation Plus uh, uh, game yeah, yeah. that's on PS5.
0: Oh, it's from the Brothers People?
1: No, that's that's It Takes Two. It's from the Brothers
5: People. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah.
1: But this one's a similar thing, yeah. And, and for whatever, the, the name Operation Tango out of context is like, oh, this is like a generic uh, war shooter, right? Yeah. <laughs> like,
4: Sounds like it. Yeah, it sounds like an expansion to a SOCOM game, but it's <laughs> not that. It's, it's a um, co-op, uh, synchronous adventure. So I don't know. Maybe we can play it. And didn't I, I will say,
3: like, uh, we had Chris, uh, on our show, he's this week, <laughs> and, uh, to talk about Epic Mickey 2, mm-hmm. which is a game that is super <laughs> bogged down by the addition of co-op. Yeah. Um, the, it essentially breaks the single player mode because you have to play it like as co-op and I like what they have done with these newer games like it takes two like any game that is designed exclusively for co-op is kind of cool and I like the way that they're like we don't need to sort of shoehorn in a single player thing like we'll just design this you can only play with two people and it functions a lot better and you get some unique gameplay experiences
0: there absolutely yeah i believe i it was weird art i was honored to be on the epic mickey podcast but i think we all walked away like this is the one of the worst games i've ever played (laughs) yeah it's it's fun fun to talk
2: about lots of the big Mm -hmm. big old big old dumper of a game though yeah
0: yeah yeah Yeah. so
2: this one by the way if you don't
4: have ps plus i think it's only 20 so not bad you know for for trying something like that i mean obviously making it co-op only does It does limit your audience. There's only a certain Mm -hmm. percentage of people that want to engage with that kind of thing. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's new and novel. Um, here's something that's not new and novel. Uh, this is, cracks me up because it's like, they're just going to go back through it all. So, Wow Classic, as you know, it's the, the reset. They said, okay, we're going back Mm -hmm. to Wow Classic. Uh, the Burning Crusade expansion just launched for Wow Classic. Are they just going to go through all the expansions at this point? I I kind of
1: feel like, okay, I'm not a Wow player. But the impression that I got was, like, people were, like, setting up their own Vanilla WoW servers because, like, I liked the game that I played in 2004, 2005, whenever it came out. Yeah. All these expansions bogged it down. I just want to play Vanilla WoW. And Activision's like, all right, we'll give you Vanilla WoW. And now it's it we're just basically restarting the clock. Here's the first expansion. <laughs> and it's like, no, you're not getting it, man.
0: Not only, like, we're restarting the clock, we're, we're an accelerated clock. Mm, we're yeah. Ultimate Amazing Spider-Man. He's going to meet Venom in the sixth issue. Hmm.
4: <laughs> Burning Crusade is, is one of the most fondly remembered expansions, and it is before the, um, I think it's the expansion after this that really, like, ripped the world asunder. Cataclysm? Yeah. yeah. Cataclysm, cataclysm. <laughs> yeah, ca- Not cataclysm yeah,
0: Catholicism cataclysm. Right. <laughs> Yes, Catholicism World Warcraft Catholicism that is, that is an inside joke I don't even think We have any fans alive Who remember no. but <laughs> We found that I'm that not sure woman, I remember it That woman in a YouTube video Who you know Was trying to like I think become A YouTube gaming personality But didn't know How to pronounce <laughs> Cataclysm so just over and over again refers to it as Warcraft Cataclysm. Cataclysm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and when I went to find the video, it was rightfully deleted. So, like, <laughs> years ago. So, like, it's a joke only I remember from the show, wow. Cataclysm. I, I feel personally attacked.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, this, this Burning Crusade expansion is the one that, uh, in the OG WoW, like, that's where flying mounts first started appearing and stuff Ooh, like wow. that. Oh, so, yeah, okay. uh, this is the one that took you... Uh, out of Azeroth into—I'm totally blanking on the name of like the other Outland type place you go to, but it's where you see where the orcs are from. It's, oh, okay. uh, but yeah, it's—it's. It's, I remember the expansion fondly. It is just weird to me. I'm like, so you're just going to be doing
0: wow, well, but like ten years
4: behind? You're just doing wow well on a delay at this point with mm. these expansions. Fine. Almost you
0: know? seems like a bad idea. People will tire up very quickly. I'm just yeah.
1: imagining some sort mm. of, uh, you know, internal marketing presentations. Like we're ready to start on an earning crusade.
0: Yeesh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, now I want to go watch Mythic Quest. Uh. Okay. it's it's
1: fun. Yeah, it's really fun. I'm liking it.
0: Yeah, I've not finished it.
1: Good. I made it myself. No, I didn't. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's about it for new releases, so let's move along to... (laughs) Take it away, Matty.
4: Quick side note: It's Outland in World of Warcraft, which I've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat lately. So I'm like, mm. okay, Outworld, Outland. It's mm-hmm. all just
0: blending. Isn't that together.
1: the Berkeley Breathed uh, strip? Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, yes. Yeah.
0: Sure. And the Ubisoft game. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> right.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that thing. Yeah. And a
0: Sean like, of the neon. Movie. No, that's designs. Outload.
4: Mm. Anyway, no? uh, hey guys, Nintendo has pre-announced they are doing an E3 Direct shocker. All games. <laughs> switch Pro. Switch Pro. Well, here's the thing. The, yeah, the thing that they're not saying is probably the most newsworthy thing about this announcement. So the Direct itself is happening 9 a.m. Pacific on June 15th. In their announcement, they said, we're showing off 40 minutes of info focused, and here's the keywords, exclusively on software. <laughs> like, okay. you don't put mm. that in there if you don't mean exclusively on software. Mm. Uh, Followed by a few hours of, of the Treehouse folks playing games, you know, whatever. Keep an eye out for Michael Grimm. Drink when you see him. But this is – this is the weird thing is like there were a lot of rumors circulating this past week that this new Switch, which I mean we've talked about in this show several times, is almost certainly definitely happening. The rumor was it's going to go on sale by September and that Nintendo might announce that prior to E3 Mm. so that their E3 focus can be on the software that's running on this platform. And that's Mm. really to me – if you don't show the new Switch during the Direct – Yep. That's the only way it makes sense. It's like, oh, yeah, you, you've shown it beforehand, yeah. and then the, the direct is about the software.
1: You know? Here's here's the thing with that. I feel like even if that were true at one point, we are still in the middle of a fucking chip shortage. Mm. So I don't yeah. really see any new hardware launching anytime soon and still being affordable. Well, well, that's the thing,
4: though, is this... So, again, rumor. But um, some rumor prices came out about this new Switch, and... I don't know. It. it the, the people are saying, um, like, I, I guess the room price was like $400 at least. It's between 400 and 500 which, for that amount, just get a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. Yes, In a tablet? You
0: know? hmm. Where, and play Mario Kart on it? Matt, you sound like a crazy person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't... I've, I'm... Perfectly satisfied with my Switch though. Like
4: I'm not ready for a Switch upgrade. Like this to I, me I is, is like if, the if, new if, 3DS. I like, no I've thank you. I had it fun. on the,
0: the, the new late thirty twenty ten games. I loaded up Zelda again and just like after Xbox One X PS5, you really do see how long in the tooth the switch is. It's it's really chuggy, it's really blurry, and yeah, I'm sort of ready to move on. I I, I think it's also bizarre whatever the price is gonna be, you have to bear in mind. This the price of the regular Switch has never dropped. Not yeah, not it's still one cent. Yeah, it's it's been three hundred for f- over four years.
2: Yeah, I was I was amazed. Like it, I it hadn't even occurred to me until I was thinking about it the other day. I am like, wow, the the Switch is about to be five years
0: old. Like five years old. Like the and, Switch and, and it has it was, had
2: like a full life cycle already. And it like, was impossible
0: even... to find three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I just with yeah. in conjunction with Michael said like I am starting to like even if it is coming out like this might not be the best time to announce it. Because if you're having problems bringing the regular Switch out, like, how the fuck are you going to do this?
2: And yeah. the Switch is also essentially, mm-hmm. like, co-opted and overtaken the, the handheld market,
4: yep. which yeah. tends
2: to be a little longer-lasting than the yeah. standard point. console, Good too. Point. So I could see
4: them uh, dragging it out a little longer. So so let's yeah. speculate. Like, if you don't show off the new Switch, or even if you do, and they've already said that the focus of the Direct is software, what the fuck are they
0: showing? Because there are so many no-show games that they yeah. just have repeatedly
4: not For shown. years,
0: And it doesn't make me mad in the slightest. I'm not done with what I... I'm not done with what's already on my plate. I don't need to see Bayonetta 3 or Metroid Prime 4 or... Breath of the Wild 2. Those are the ones that are, like, up on my list and that are yep. definitely announced, I believe. Like, those are real things. Oh, but yeah, we, yeah. They've all they've been They've said nothing announced. for years. Literal years.
4: Yeah, I mean, the last one they showed was uh, Splatoon 3. And that, oh, yeah. people were disappointed because they didn't show Breath of the Wild 2, so.
0: Hmm. Yeah, as, as we should have been. We've
2: been deeply immersed in Metroid games for our Patreon show and... Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm really pulling for a Metroid Prime 4. Like i What's we, that Patreon we, address?
4: Oh, mm-hmm. it's uh,
2: patreon.com slash Ultra64pod. Thank you. I'm yeah. very bad at remembering mm-hmm. that. But, but yeah, we're covering the Metroid games and like I'm replaying Metroid Prime the series right now and it's making me realize like how fucking much I want another Metroid Prime game because these things are mm-hmm. awesome. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for that. That's kind of my big want from an E3 announcement.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, would love to see I Metroid mean, come back. I know they've rebooted the development of Metroid a few times now, like at least two times, right? And that's why we haven't seen anything. So it's understandable, but it is still disappointing. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2, that's the head-scratcher for me. Like, come on. At least from what we've heard, they haven't rebooted the development. We know what Breath of the Wild looks like. Just fucking show some shit off.
2: Come on. I I think
1: maybe they announced it too early. The sequel to Breath of the Wild is coming. Yeah. Trippy.
2: I mean they had that one just incredibly cryptic image of of gameplay which really didn't tell us much or how far in the process they were so yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the last thing I remember, I remember them addressing it. And he's like, I'm sad to say there'll be no no updates for I know. a while, remember too. He, the, dude, that uh, poor
5: guy had to come, it'd come be out and like, if bow It just didn't apologize. mention it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the other thing that people were kind of upset with is, like, the Mario 35th anniversary was kind of a big deal and Zelda had its 35th and Nintendo really wasn't hyping it up. It's like, well, come on, like, Zelda's popular, too, you know? Yes. And I mean,
2: on in that token, we are in the 35th anniversary of Metroid this year. So, I mean, if they hmm. want to make an announcement, I mean, now's the time. It's been pretty quiet for a bit. I,
0: I never believe rumors, but the one I want to believe the most is those um, um, Ocarina and Majora getting a full remaster based on the 3DS ones. Yeah. Uh, I would really like that to happen because the the big thing for Mario's 35th wasn't so much look at all these new Mario games. It is like they're literally saying to you every substantial mario game is available on this platform with often a new coat of paint everything Mm everyone that's never happened before whereas there's like one (laughs) there's like two zeldas Mm -hmm. so like just give me some old zeldas i'll be okay sure uh yeah even even the wind waker hd that was fucking awesome yeah trapped Mm -hmm. on a platform which one is it in do you guys cover it on your podcast? Wii
2: U. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we got get there Wii eventually. Wii yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we get to it. Yeah, we've got uh, the Twilight Princess and uh Wind Waker were both H D remastered for Wii U, but yeah, yeah, like people forget about those.
0: Why don't yeah, at least make make I know it's not an effortless ordeal, but like that was a pretty cool way to celebrate an anniversary. That Switch is the Mario platform. If you like oh, hi, the Mario yeah. game, it's here.
4: I mean, and if the only thing they do is fucking Skyward Sword HD for this anniversary, like fuck off! Like one yeah. so of the worst so Zelda so games. Excited.
0: Sorry, but
4: I'm so, so what you hear, what you're hearing is Chris already predicted a uh, Spirit Tracks HD is coming. Announced at this uh, direct, so mm-hmm. look forward yeah, to hey. <laughs> a sequel to
1: Spirit Tracks is coming. I, I would fucking love that. Obviously, I, the big announcement
2: is going to be Doctor Whistle in Smash Brothers. <laughs>
4: like, <laughs> finally, finally meets Doctor Mario. Just some weird puzzle game hybrid.
0: Yes. His, his, I love that his name sounds like the beer in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> does.
1: It's Fizzwizzle. Like, oh, like excuse a, me. Like a, a soda, not Pizzwizzle. Uh, mm. Dr. Pisswizzle. Uh. I'm getting it looked at. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Well, we're going from things Nintendo wants you to see during their direct from things they definitely don't want you to see with, uh, fans have released a new cut of the super mario brothers movie Ugh. featuring previously undiscovered deleted scenes you know, from the film
1: I'm, I'm sorry on the one hand congratulations to them on the other hand what a terrible waste of time and energy <laughs> <laughs> oh. now, here, here's, restoring here's, this movie. disagree
2: here here's where it's good to have a on because woody has identified super mario brothers unironically as his favorite movie on multiple wow. occasions
3: to me that wow. movie is good
4: no.
0: I, and I, it clearly—it's really not. No, it's, really no, it's it, that movie we've, is. We've
2: fun. gone round and
4: round.
0: We've with gone round and yeah. round. Yeah. It's yeah. been <laughs> a recurring discussion. But I, what is, I, I've I've said over and over again, all you have to do is not call that the Mario Brothers movie. And yes, it's, yes. It'd, be, it'd be an unforgettable sure. film. Yeah. We talk about to this day.
3: I I, it, I it, like I like that read on it. It's just the design is very goofy, and I really like the idea of I, I love those old video games movies that have to adapt these two D sort of just super abstract themes. Like, how do you make a non, like, a live-action Mario movie when all you have to work with is, like, Mario Brothers 3? Right. Like, it's just <laughs> such a weird thing. Like, what does a Goomba look like if it's played by a human? Yeah. Well,
4: it's funny you ask, Woody, because... Uh, so this new cut has... About 20 minutes of new footage Deleted scenes that you could tell They were trying to figure some of this stuff out By the way, this is called the Morton Jankel cut In honor of the film's oh, sure. husband and wife Directing team Sure, uh, Some of the I new footage Max room. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Some yes. of the new footage includes A subplot that was cut from the original Where uh, Mario and Luigi are competing with a mafia-affiliated plumbing company.
3: Awesome. Oh, sure. I mean, that does get brought up in the movie. We just never yeah. see it in action. Yeah. It's yeah. the
4: Scapelli.
1: Scapellis, Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's like the developer.
4: Sounds
0: like a bunch of you naysayers never read the manual. That's all in there. <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs>
1: but I, I remember him mainly as the guy who's, like, threatening Daisy, like, practically just coming out and saying, I'm going to have you kidnapped. And him.
3: then he gets he gets shot with a super scope and turned right. into a monkey. At the yeah. End oh, of the yeah. Room.
1: And everyone laughs at his pain. Yes. <laughs> exactly. All oh, right. So keep, one, keep one of the other yeah. scenes,
4: I feel like I saw, I think, because I think a lot of this stuff was uncovered a few years ago, and I think I saw like one yeah. of these scenes on the internet. But it's um so Dennis Hopper's Koopa character executes a henchman by submerging him in slime, so turning uh, him into see... slime.
3: Is what well, no, this is the new scene, right? The like, new
4: scene. Then, no, he, yeah, he he huh. submerges him in slime. Um, we get to see Iggy and Spike performing a rap after the film's climax. <laughs> oh no, that's great. Oh no, and then there's a various kind of extended scenes, kind of interspersed throughout the
0: film is is there any culture fisher stevens can't appropriate (laughs) Uh,
4: so this movie is available on the internet archive and um that's where they also tell the story of how they how they did this so someone found all the stuff on a vhs tape uh that contained the the extended cut back in 2019 that's probably where i've seen that one deleted scene um due to the poor quality of the work print they had to recruit filmmaker Garrett Gilchrist. He had to restore
0: all the footage, and now it's all in one from, place for you From VHS into, into 4K. Yeah. So, uh, wow. The, I, I think part of the process, or part of the reason why this is happening, if you're really wondering, uh, this is covered in Disney money and a bunch of other low-level studios and Nintendo, and I think everyone's kind of washed their hands of it and kind of are turning a blind eye to everything the community is doing to about it, so it's like the most high-profile movie the internet can get its hands on in every way and do whatever it wants with. Huh. And Disney and Nintendo kind of just don't care to go after it because anybody.
3: they know if they go after it, they'll have to acknowledge it exists. Yeah, and yes. more people <laughs> yeah. will end up watching it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've known about the 4K version for like a year, and yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch that for free in the back of my eyelids. <laughs> yeah. Well,
4: you can if you want. It's there.
3: I'm excited. I got I got multiple Thank text you. messages from my friend group letting me know about this news. So you have a
4: friend group all about this movie. <laughs> Wait, well, no, know. my friend group just knows oh, okay. me
2: very well. I think yeah, I think all of us have fought him on this at some occasion or another. But he's been stalwart in in his defense of Super Mario Brothers. So
1: I am unironically happy for you, Woody. I hope this is everything you want. Thank you. And Thank I, you. I
0: am I am I'm ecstatic about – if you watch the movie and think of Dennis Hopper as an analog for Donald Trump. It makes it so much better. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, totally and everything will start to make sense. It's definitely
3: also not a movie that is going to be improved by being longer, though. No, <laughs> no. No. I'm happy to admit that.
2: <laughs> it also helps knowing that, like, Leguizamo and Hopkins were fall-down drunk the entire movie, like, just because mm, they didn't want to sure. be well, there. So. I think they have fun chemistry in it. Yeah, I think they're I, a fun duo. That's the booze. Yeah. That's the booze.
1: Oh, there there an anecdote about how, like, Bob Hoskins didn't know what Mario Brothers was when he agreed to do the movie, and then, like, his daughter told him?
4: Hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: What the fuck is this shit? Because that's how Bob Hoskins really talks.
4: Well, Woody's excited about that. I'm excited about Horizon Forbidden West. There was an oh, event yeah. last week, uh, right after we recorded, but we actually kind of saw quite a bit. Um, man, they, they borrowed a lot of Breath of the Wild stuff for this one. So <laughs> there's, there, it's introducing like a glider that you can use to jump mm-hmm. from high points and glide around the map, which is fucking yes. More open world games, please do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the climbing in Horizon Zero Dawn, but it's, yes. like, where you see those yellow ropes. Like, that's where mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. climb. Like, sure. they give you a thing now that's kind of like a hook shot that you're going to... It's called the pull caster that is basically just kind of like a grappling hook that will help you climb stuff faster. Um... We are a very pro Grappling Hook podcast yes. over here, so I'm yep. in favor yeah. of that. Oh, yeah. agreed. Agreed. Yeah. They give you a diving mask. I'm very pro games that are like, hey, you can go underwater and not worry about your oxygen levels. Yes. So yes. the diving mask will will let you do that. They're making some much-needed improvements to the focus, the little thing that – that fucking sound came out of my controller like every five seconds when I played <laughs> that game. That's <laughs> all I remember about it. But Yeah. Um, this is like one of the prettiest looking games I've ever seen. Did you guys watch any of that? Yeah, uh, I event?
0: did. I, I just still mm-hmm. think it, I was watching it on my phone, sadly, and and I know that's not doing it justice. But like, I really like that game or the original game. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's yeah,
1: I I absolutely love it. I I still need every time it comes up. It's like I need to go back and play that DLC. I never got me too. Yeah, it. I, I never finished the DLC. But, game. The thing is like I I was impressed, you know, at watching the the gameplay demo. And it's like on the one hand this looks really cool. I really want to play this right now. And part of the reason I want to play it right now is because the person the, the way that they're demoing it's like I will never play it this way I will never stop in the bushes And say like oh better let him go past Okay now I will March out and punch that robot Dinosaur in it's fucking face And then I will beat up all the other ones And then I will do the same to the humans That is how I roll
0: Yeah, I will lose a little bit of life, but I will Mm -hmm. definitely not be doing as much stealth as this game. (laughs) (laughs) The
1: last one was
4: one of those games where I just built up a pile of corpses in the weeds next to me. Like Mm -hmm. I would totally just whistle next to to, like their settlements and they would keep coming. And I'm like, you guys are so fucking stupid. Just (laughs) come on, come on. Uh, we also had a Sonic Central stream last week where a lot of Sonic stuff was revealed. Nice try,
0: Sega. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm no, I'm, excited. No. I'm, excited. I'm
4: excited. I'm excited about some of these things. So there's a new Sonic game coming in 2022. That's from Sonic Team, um, which their last game was Sonic Forces. So, you know, whatever.
0: But the course correction in acknowledging they didn't remaster any of the other games from the last couple years, except for the one I felt I'm not a huge you won't hear me always saying Sonic is great, but there's one great Sonic game the most of the world didn't experience, and that's the one they're remastering. That's yeah. a great idea.
4: Yeah, Sonic Colors, uh, oh, yeah. Ultimate oh, yeah. is coming. It's the remaster. It's coming this September. Weirdly enough, it's just to last-gen consoles and PC though. Not, there's no like PS5 Series X version or anything like that, so. I'm sure, but... I'm
0: sure you'll have something. Like maybe an update file or whatever. I'm sure it'll be playable. But like, that game was great, and it stole everything from Mario Galaxy in all the right ways. And its biggest thing was that it was ugly as piss. Yeah. What are okay?
4: What what are considered the good recent Sonic games? I think people
2: like Generations, generations, generations and Colors lot, right? and Mania. And that's Ma- it. Mania is a, a recent good one. Uh, uh, which one is the um, Generation? The, the Sonic. The Sonic Boom ones are the not popular ones, right? Which
0: which is the
4: one, like the something ring that was on the Wii? Like people seem to
0: like that. Oh, the secret
2: rings? Yeah, yeah.
0: One of the the worst things that's ever happened, and I've I've watched my parents die in a fire. (laughs) 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 Um, Um. And then
4: they announced Sonic Origins. I don't know how to transition out of that. Uh, It's a (laughs) a compilation game of all kind of the early. So it's Sonic 1 and 2, Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and then Sonic CD. I'm glad
1: another game is getting that title, Origins. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that explains can't a lot.
0: Have, can't have too many games with origins in the title. <laughs> and, and I can't say enough thing, the nice things about Sonic Colors, and the title is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It, it it's such a fun game especially
5: given
1: the time that it came out of when like beige was very much being embraced as a design that that
0: lost lost ring game is the one that's like mostly beige and uh, like Mm -hmm. a medieval dungeon crawler it fucking sucks
2: and colors was kind of coming off of the it was coming off a tail end of like the really bad sonic losing streak of like mm -hmm. yes oh six
0: unleashed
2: uh 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 the the knuckles chaotix thing like yeah they they had this they had this string of big failures
0: yeah and they're in the middle of their nintendo exclusivity, so it'd be nice to playstation xbox gamers can play colors yeah uh hopefully it, it already looks it already looks better than I remembered I just remember like I'm playing across a stage made out of cake and this should look good it's like the it's a cool idea yeah and it,
4: oh <laughs> No, the one that I'm remembering that was really bad from the Wii I um it might have been Secret Rings, I guess, but I can't remember. Did people like the Black Knight more or or the Secret Rings one? Those were both the those games.
2: those were kind of of a series, right? I'm I think very that was confused. like the. It was called, if I'm not mistaken, it was called like Sonic Storybook,
0: hmm. and
2: they were all kind of like on rails sort of Ew. racer things. Was it?
0: Was it really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the
2: storybook yeah. series of those two games.
4: Yeah, but then colors colors came right after that in 2010, and that's the one that everyone really did love. So that's the one yeah, we're getting. Love, There's also I a new it. Sonic series coming to Netflix called Sonic Prime. Not for us, but I know fucking kids love the Sonic cartoons and all yeah. that stuff. So
0: yeah, kids love <laughs> kids love subversity and chili dogs. They just yeah. they love it. And well, and that's what, you know that
4: that that <laughs> kind of uh, poll was going around a few weeks ago where people are like, which is more popular, Sonic or Zelda? And as Mm. much as I love Zelda, everyone who voted for Zelda is dead wrong. You're voting with your heart on based on which games are good. Sonic is way more popular than Zelda. I love having
0: my friends' little kids come over here and they, just by osmosis, they know who Sonic is. Even if they've never seen his fucking cartoon, there's an awareness of his games and him as a character. I'm not really sure where they get it. Well, yeah. and, and, it certainly yeah, wasn't the, the Sonic Boom games Michael reviewed. Well, and,
2: Mario is Mario is always kind of a timeless character that we grew up with, but Sonic yeah. is always changing with the time. So every yeah. generation is going to have their own Sonic that they can put a stamp and he's, on. He, yeah. He's not
0: he's not thrust in their face as much. He's not in a billion different varieties on target. Yeah. Um, yeah. And,
4: yeah. And then there was another, God, last week was the week of press conferences. Uh, we, <laughs> there was a Dying Light event where we finally got a date. Dying Light 2 is actually coming in December, so that's exciting. It's but there was a the Dragon Quest review. event. It's been a while. Uh, 35th anniversary Dragon Quest event where they announced kind of two big things. Um, the first, Dragon Quest Three is being remade in the style of Octopath Traveler. So they call it like an mm-hmm. HD 2D remake. That looks you know? really like, cool.
0: It looks really nice. Yeah. I really like the way that game looked. Yeah, it's a gorgeous game
4: what do you even call it? it's like this diorama style like it's like this really uh,
0: diorama <laughs> yeah it's it's like, <laughs> it's, like yeah, it's
2: kind of paper crafty in a way but yeah it, it looks yeah. it looks amazing and just like the soft focus of everything that's like yeah a lot of, there's like depth
4: of field in the backgrounds and the characters are like super crisp hd looking but they're still sprites you know? yeah but uh so that's coming um and then the other thing uh, they finally announced a new dragon quest game so dragon quest 12 the Flames of Fate was announced. All we got was a logo. We know nothing about this game, but Dragon Quest fans are excited. So oh,
1: good. I was worried that series would peter out at eleven.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: still, still like one of my bigger uh, uh, video game gaps is I've never really played a proper Dragon so, Quest
4: game. Hmm. I was asking like from a from a pure place. I was asking people who enjoy those games. I'm like, what what is it you like about them? I'm trying to understand what you like about them because I played most of 11 and it was fine but it didn't really click for me sure and what i really like kind of came to understand based on a lot of answers is like it's a lot of nostalgia factor like they love the fact that it reminds them of these games they grew up playing um and it's charming i guess with like the kind of the art style and stuff like that and that's but yeah in terms of like pure gameplay I mean, I think there's turn-based RPGs that do turn-based better than Dragon Quest. I think there's games that do story better, but it's, it's kind of this, I, I, from what I picked up on it, a lot of it is nostalgia, so. Mm. Mm. I guess all that's to say, if you try to go back to it, Steve, you might, unless you played those games growing up, you, you might not see, what other people see in it i don't know that's just me though i can, I can
2: only yeah it's possible sense. weirdly the only one i ever came across that was like the rocket slime i like that little tactical uh the spin-off for spin-off sure, sure. ds which was which was very charming I actually yeah my there.
4: favorite spin-off i like the, the Builder series is oh sure great i oh, yeah. love dragon quest builders you know so yeah
1: i love it too because it's basically minecraft <laughs>
4: yeah 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 but with with story which yeah, is like that's yeah that's true
1: that's true uh so that's
4: all the news that's fit to play
1: Alright, so moving on to the community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week was, what's, uh, your legendary Japanese game that never made it over to your country? It, it, like, sort of your holy grail, like you always wanted this to come over from Japan. It never did. I, I bet you guys have one, uh, Woody and Steve.
3: Uh, yeah, I can share one. Um, I was not really as, you know, Growing up, I was not too abreast of, like, games that were coming out elsewhere, and so this is kind of something I've become more knowledgeable about recently, because we're kind of living in a golden age of, like, almost any game that you want to play has been fan translated mm-hmm. at this point, point. Um, and I've been really enjoying going through uh, the Mystical Ninja games, oh, especially yeah. the ones for Super Nintendo. Those are beautiful games with, like, huge sprites and a really fun, goofy sense of humor, like, just very mm-hmm. clean platformers. They remind me a lot of that, uh, miss the Magical Quest games with Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's something about that Capcom font that it really hits me in the, in the nostalgia bone for Super Nintendo. And so yeah, like, I would love like a, uh, collection. I think there's four Mystical Ninja games for the Super Nintendo. So like some kind of collection for that would be awesome.
4: The soundtracks <laughs> yeah. on those games rule too. And, yeah. and, and have like funny songs and stuff yeah. too. So.
1: I can't not think of the N64 version's theme whenever anyone brings it yeah. in. Oh, we, right. When we played that, the N64 version, there's uh, something
3: that carries over in a lot of these. Is like you get into this big mech robot mm-hmm. and they play like this weird anime theme song and Steve and I were just delighted by it. Like, it was, out to it. <laughs> it was one of our fondest memories in all the N64 games we played. Oh, those games are terrific. So great. I, I
2: think my pick would probably be another game we, we played um, uh, for the N64 show kind of as a side episode, but... This game was released in like every market but ours, and hmm. it's a really cool 2D fighting game called Rakuga oh, yeah. Kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, where it's like all of your characters are, are a child's like chalk drawings come to life and like fighting each other. So like you have a teddy bear that can like shoot tanks from its head and like, I don't know, just, just these really cool fluid designs. It looks amazing. It's
3: probably the best from a 2d perspective it's the best looking 2d game for the nintendo 64 oh yeah not that there's a lot that it's competing
4: with, not yeah. a lot of competition there <laughs> but
2: it, it's gorgeous and it's a pretty fun little fighter too and I'm, I'm bummed that we never got like an official release of that here
4: hey anime commercial guy what's that game called again racuga kids
1: <laughs> are you a
3: racuga kid
1: You're <laughs> uh on uh, AdventureGameApocalypse.com, our first answer comes from a man riding a woman riding a motorbike, who says, <laughs> Captain Rainbow was a silly adventure game for the Wii yeah. that never got released in America about a has-been superhero who travels to a mysterious island to regain popularity by doing favors for people on the island. It has a vibrant art style and features mostly obscure Nintendo characters, the most recognizable of which are Birdo and Little Mac. Mm. I- I didn't expect it to ever make it to the U.S., or I don't expect it to ever make it to the U.S., mostly due to Berto's storyline, which involves her being arrested in the women's bathroom after being mistaken for a man, oh and you having God. to retrieve her vibrator to prove her gender somehow. Wow! wow. <laughs> Apparently, a translation patch has been released since the last time I looked into this game, so maybe I'll give it a shot. Wow. Yeah, I wow, okay. didn't think that was
4: real. I thought he was just pulling our leg, and then I saw a video all about that, and hmm. they don't they don't call it a vibrator in the game. It's like this mystery item that you discover under her pillow in beds.
0: So, mm. yeah. it, and I think even more shocking, we were you know we were in the American press and they sent us swag from the game. Yeah, they? really? Huh. Yeah, like we we had Captain Rainbow promotional uh,
3: Birdo vibrators. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, it, was, again,
0: it was nothing cool. But there's like that part of the game where you run through walls with muscular men and shit, and like a. There was an outline, I think, sticker for your Wii's, and if you put stickers on your consoles, uh, stop listening to this. You're five years old. <laughs> Never put a sticker on your- What are you doing? <laughs> oh, It's true.
4: Handsome Ralph says, I loved Retro Game Challenge when it came out on the DS in 2009, and I was likely one of five people who bought it in the U.S., so it's not surprising that the sequel that focused on the 16-bit era never made it to the U.S. I know a fan translation exists somewhere out there, but it's just not the same as playing an official release. Who knows? Maybe someone will get the bright idea to re-release it for the
5: Switch. (laughs)
0: I hope I, how, I, Retro Game Challenge is one of my favorite games of all time. And to, to progress in that way, to jump an entire generation up a system. It's a, we, it's a collection of mini games in a nostalgic shell, but the mini games are like fantastic NES games in their own right. And it's all about little kids playing N E S NES as the shell. And I would love to see those same kids grow up at the same rate I am, to read game magazines and play the Super Nintendo and Genesis games. That would be fucking amazing. I've always wanted this game. I don't even know what it's called. Uh, game Center CX something, blah, blah, blah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, from Twitter, Jackson Edwards says, the legendary Japanese games I've always I've always wanted to play is Ball 2. I played the first one on my PlayStation and loved it, and after hearing Dave Rudden talk it up on the show, I've started to look into it. But I've never had the money to import in uh, SF3 parts. Uh, and SF three parts two and three.
1: I mean, Shining Force three parts two and three.
5: Oh, oh, <laughs> not Street Fighter say, three, like, not Third Strike. <laughs> yeah, we got double impact double impact, impact or Third Strike. strike? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Toe Ball number one is is I think like one of the weirdest, coolest looking games because it, it is kind of the end of that evolution of the. 2D platformer, but does so many interesting. Oh no! This sorry, that's to- it's Tomba. This is Tomba. Yeah, Tomba yeah, two. <laughs> Tobol Tobol the fighting. Is, game. Was the RPG fighting game
4: right? And,
1: and Tomba Two might be the best looking game on PlayStation because it like you yeah. use these like uh, unsha- like un- untextured characters that just used Gourad shading, and it was like light years like they they were much rounder than most PlayStation era characters could be, and it just looked great.
2: Josh Page says the El Dorado Gate series. Uh I remember reading Game Websites Daily in the University of Oregon computer labs hoping to read news of a localization but Dreamcast being a commercial flop it never happened. I've never heard of that game.
4: I, yeah, I don't, it, I, he posted some art alongside it and it was just like this beautiful anime art, but I don't know anything about this. The series. name sounds yeah, familiar, so it's, but I couldn't tell
0: it's, you. It's, it's the one with Brad Pitt and Kevin Klein. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, leave me alone. Leave me alone.
4: It sounds like a, a shmup, right? That's a total, like, yeah. shmup name. Like, yeah, the Eldorado Gate.
1: Mm hmm. Right up there with Spacemanbo or something. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah.
4: laughs> uh, you know it's hey Woody. Look at look what's come up yeah, for I you. Know, buddy. Very very
3: timely. Uh, Braden says Goemon, mystical ninja for the Nintendo DS. As a fan of the SNES and N sixty four games, I guess he said game because there's was only there was one, one Goemon released in the U S. Um, for mm-hmm. the SNES. I was super excited to see a new one coming to the DS. The art style looked like o- Omani but set in the Goemon universe. Hmm. I don't know Omani. Is it possibly means Okami or I do I not know I think, what I'm talking about. I
4: think it about? means Okami. Yes. Okay, yeah. it could be.
1: Yeah.
3: It,
4: it it's uh That'll so there awesome. was a video of it. It's very uh shaded looking. And hmm. it's and it's a kind of isometric like it's like you're going on and you're kind of uh jumping around these different, you know, places in in the world but uh it looks neat. And yeah, definitely something I'm like why didn't we get that.
3: Neat. It's a very weird scatter shot like it's, it's. I don't know the logic of when they decided to give us Goemon games and when they didn't, because we
1: sort of get, like, one per generation, and then they're like, no, no more. Uh, yeah, I guess Eldorado Gate, looking at it, is a, a seven-volume RPG that came out for Dreamcast between oh, God. October Goodness. 2000 and October 2001. So,
4: so, I mean, seven if you release when Dreamcast was viable, that would mean one every other month,
0: pretty much. In the yeah, I, I, feel I feel like any now. anybody who wants to play that has somehow harassed me online. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, they were released on a bimonthly basis in Japan.
5: Uh, yeah. so Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I was just making that up. Yeah. Maybe it was you like, like right.
2: a like a Green Mile release style, like where you release in like very small chunks at a time. I don't know. Mm.
0: Green Mile. Oh, the
2: book. Yeah, the book. Yeah, the book was released in like series. Oh, I
0: thought you were talking about the bees from John Coffey's
2: face. Oh, no, no, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Although those
2: were also released in increments. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, on the official Laser Time community on Facebook, Patrick Imbo says, I badly wanted Shining Force 3 scenarios 2 and 3, having bought Shining Force 3 at release. But you folks already spoke at length about it, so my entry is Terranigma on Super mm. Nintendo. It was a Zelda-like action RPG that I always craved to play. I'm not sure where I first heard about it, but my friend gave me a ROM to give it a shot. My early era SNES emulator couldn't quite cope with the transparencies and other graphical quirks, so it was difficult to play, but I could tell there was a really cool game under all the jank. I don't think it's ever been brought over to North America to this day. Apparently it was released in Europe and Australia, so there's no reason they couldn't release an English version here. Agreed. I have played a big chunk of it. It is great. It is by the same people who made, I think, uh, Soul Blazer and Illusion of Gaia. And, Correct. And those. Yeah. So.
2: I always, I always heard about that one thrown out as kind of like one of the great RPGs that you've never played, kind of thing, you know. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I've heard that one's cool.
3: The inf- the emphasis on these design for this company was um, they were usually like very action focused. Like there are RPG elements here, but it was mostly like run around, defeat all the enemies. In this, it's mm-hmm. kind of more of a Zelda feel. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
4: Daniel Peckham says, super back to the future too. It's criminal. We had to deal with the crappy LJN license games here in the states, while Japan got to play this gorgeously vibrant platformer with some of the best 16-bit sprites I've ever seen. And, and, (laughs) exclamation, a kick-ass licensed 16-bit rendition of Alan Silvestri's Back to the Future main theme. I mean, look, look at it. And he sent a picture. This is from a ROM hack of the game. And, yeah, ROM hacks are cool and all, but I would love to have an official U.S.
0: release of the game. It, it makes the only reason I can think of this game is the best Back to the Future game ever made, which wow. doesn't say a lot unless you work at Telltale, and I'm sure it hurts. That's <laughs> yeah. heavy, uh, but That is heavy. But it's amazing. <laughs> it's a very cute pl- uh, uh, Sonic-style platformer. where we have a hoverboard It's awesome, and the only reason I can think of, it does contain the ending of the movie. Mm. Biff falls into a giant pile of shit, and I don't know of another Super Nintendo game that had poop in it. That's the only the only thing. Bookerman, of
3: other
2: than than
0: licensing deals, it's a lot of poop, and I think it's in his mouth. Um.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I heard he hates he hates manure.
0: I'm just,
2: I know I'm it's just a, being like a, a very mini weird game pet where you tap to make him chew on shitters on the Write that yeah.
0: in my playgirl profile <laughs> hates nowhere <manure. laughs> <laughs> uh yeah fuck I love this game we streamed it uh slash laser time to completion Tim Walker said a company called Bing uh published <laughs> some amazing japan only ports of Taito arcade games for Sega Saturn uh while well, the best of these was elevator action returns wow hmm. Uh, since a slightly inferior port of, uh, that one did reach U.S. consoles via Taito Legends 2 for Xbox and PS2, I've gotta go with Bubble Symphony as my pick for legendary Japanese exclusives. Ooh. Symphony was a port of Taito's arcade sequel to Bubble Bobble. Hmm. It, uh, it plays pretty much the same as the original game, but with a lot of great additions and updates. Better animation and graphics, uh, four characters to choose from with, uh, different strengths and weaknesses. New power-ups galore, giant bosses including a bizarre merger of the titular heroes of Pocky and Rocky uh, and uh, branching paths throughout the game. One of the better new power-ups uh, causes a helper character from another Taito game like the ground ship from Space Invaders or uh, Vowse from uh, Arkanoid show up to help the player. When this happens, uh, the game greets the character with a round of applause as if Norman Fell had just done a walk-on cameo (laughs) in an 80s sitcom. (laughs) God, that's good.
4: Uh, Little note here, Mm. the background music for that response was Candy Everywhere. It's this happy little chipmunk background music from the game. It sounds like something out of a Ren and Stimpy cartoon, so thank you for that link, Tim. That is a good song.
5: Mm.
1: Awesome. And we have a video response, finally, from RedDirect 963, who says...
6: Hello VGA. It is Redrock nine six three answering the question of the week, which is what is a Japanese-only release that has eluded you for an English release. And you guys brought it up, but I'm bringing it up again because I got to be honest, I would drop kick my firstborn into hell just to get these in English officially, which is morbid. But I don't have any kids, so fuck it. Shining Force Three. Yes. I had bought all of these in Japan in 2019. And I'm still bitter that these never came out in English. And, you know, Mother 3 fans, you whine about Nintendo not loving you. Sega didn't love me in the 90s, so get over it. At least you don't have to sacrifice a goddamn chicken to get your game emulatable not that i'm bitter or anything like that but shining force is a series that means a lot to me i wouldn't be here talking to you guys if it wasn't for shining force because it got me into video or it made me love video games i wouldn't be working for rpgamer because i wouldn't be into rpgs if it wasn't for the shining force series and the fact that we only got one game out of these three just breaks my fucking heart and i'm still very bitter about it but i will get over it eventually i mean at least they have Mm. fan translations it's just a pain in the ass to emulate them oh i think i depressed myself i Mm. i I need to pet some kitty (laughs) i'll pet you um have a good week guys i'll talk (laughs) to you later
1: thank you red rock thanks red rock Mm. Uh, yeah love to get into those uh, I did actually go on like a uh, an eBay troll like oh finding uh, cheap used Saturn games while I'm editing the podcast and I'm like let's let's see if I can get bulk slash no I can't it's two hundred dollars oh, no god <laughs> cheap you cheap used Saturn games
3: your choices are bug or maybe Virtua Cop or bug 2, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. still <laughs> still bugging. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I think I got uh, Dead or um, Alive and Dragon Force Two, and maybe yes. one or two. See, other I have an oh, Dragon Force for Two was not too expensive. No, it was like do you want to make twenty bucks. Twenty oh. bucks, oh, that's pounds? pretty good.
0: Yeah, do you want to make an authentic Bug Two reference? I have the advertisement right here. Oh hell oh, yeah! Where yeah. is he pulling
4: so <laughs> these things from? What the fuck? <laughs> Mina,
1: meaner, Greener.
0: That's amazing. Uh, Bug Two, and it's him in, with an afro and guy this, this sounds delightful. Oh. Bug but, goes I, urban.
1: Yeah, <somewhere>. Uh, So, new question of the week. Uh, Continuing our thread from earlier, what game do you own, or did you used to own, that is worth the most? Um, There was a time I would have said Panzer Dragoon Saga, which I have loose, which I'm sure affects its value somewhat. Uh, I'm going to say the Neo Geo arcade machine I've got behind me that these guys can see on camera. yeah, And a ton of games that... I probably paid around
0: $600 for, and I'm sure are worth well over 10000 You got away with... If I tell my friends who collect that stuff how much you paid for it, mm-hmm. they might kill you. <laughs> they might, and
1: they might. It, and they'd be was, justified it, in doing so.
0: It had traveled... It, it, the only reason that thing was sold in the first place is because we were all living in the Bay Area, and it was just hard to find space for right. not only that, but all the immaculate games. And I, I'm still jealous of you to this day. I wish I would have bought that. Ah. Uh, for real, like it's yeah. a great machine. Yeah. It is. And it is. uh I love it and yeah, you, know, you don't have to mod anything. Ugh. Uh, anybody else? I don't want to go. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh you're...
4: so I mean, mm-hmm. I I am notorious. I I sell all my old games, but um the one time I kind of held on to things it wasn't even cuz I was like, "Oh, these will increase in value." It was kind of like, "Chris, I just left my stuff at my mom's place." Um but a game I was shocked when I went to sell it cuz I was just trying to like clean out my garage. It's a <laughs> The cart racer from the Dreamcast, Looney Tunes Space Race. Oh, I was shocked yeah. when I went to list that thing. Like it gets a pretty penny, you know? and really? for a game that I bought on a, like a bargain basement type thing, and it was a, a very passable kart racer you know it wasn't great but like on, my rights here
0: <laughs> I, was, I was like is
4: that from looney Tunes <laughs> Space Race yeah
2: it's all right i have the sound effects queued up all the time but it's <laughs> uh, Just in case it's, it comes up
4: it's a fine kart racer but i was shocked how much that thing went for when i went to sell it on ebay i was like okay cool you know like that and power stone i think were the two mm. most valuable games that i that i sold when i was selling all my dreamcast stuff a few years ago so
5: hmm.
0: yeah, i haven't looked into it too much and i, it, I don't want this to come off like bragging because remember i'm you know, I do vaguely collect stuff, but I also have been incredibly lucky in, um, uh, I think the three things I know that are worth the most, last time I checked, and again, everything has skyrocketed. I've kept all the boxes from all my old, old consoles, by the way. Mm, wow. They are in my, the the consoles themselves, I hope, are not in my parents' attic, but the boxes are. I love the boxes, uh, even as a little kid. Uh, I worked on DuckTales Remastered, so I have one of those lunch boxes with the, uh, gold cartridge in the game when the if they're still if game collector prices are still skyrocketing and like the apocalypse hit or trump takes office in august as he's promising to Hmm. i feel like it's worth a heist of my house that will be of substantial value Uh, i panzer dragoon saga was a game i had that i sold for 200 300 dollars 20 years ago to pay for a semester and books in college. Hmm. Like, a, a one game paid for like all my books in a in community college. Um, and I, re- I regret it to this day. I hate it. I, I, I'm so scared to sell anything now because I always assume that oh, I'll be able to play this again. <sighs> <sighs> and, and then, um, my other favorite story I was, uh, I wanted to do a feature of every Spider Man appearance in a video game. And this is before, you know, emulation was truly there. And we had this awesome uh, resource called OXM in our office <laughs> that had a closet full of every fucking game ever released on Xbox, period. And I asked Fran, can I borrow these? And I and I know I didn't bring them back immediately. I think the feature got rejected or like, this is going to take too long. Um, and OXM closed. So I had these sealed copies. Of Spider-Man games, which do You're increase the one who in value, <laughs> including um, the, I think, is it, yeah, it's not... Not live-enabled, but the original Xbox, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Okay. Oh, wow. That's one of the mm. most valuable versions of that game.
4: You hear that, Michael? We got him. It, it took us 422 episodes, but we got no! him. It's on tape.
5: No. Long, <laughs> Don't long bring is... out. It's
1: finally paid off. We can no. take no. off the fucking headsets. And the oh, and
5: we're done. They're take me alive. I
0: got you a Space Race 2, kid. Steve, <laughs> Steve, you
4: take it from here? We're good.
0: We're
2: good here. Um, oh... <laughs> Uh, I I sold off a few recently that I, I uh, that fetched a pretty decent price. So I had my uh, Clay Fighter sixty three and a third collect, uh, dure- Ooh, sculptor's wow. cut, and that was loose. That was loose, but uh, it still still pulled in uh, quite a uh, impressive sale. I also got a lot for my uh, pretty near mint in box copy of It in Two on uh, PS One. Which is a fantastic mm-hmm. game. Uh, yeah. as far as the games I still have, I think the most valuable one I might have is, uh, Futurama for, for PS2, like, which has wow. become weirdly quite valuable. Are you sure it's hmm. not
3: Path of Radiance? Oh, it might be, it might be, be it, Path of Radiance. It might,
2: be, it Path Path Radiance. might be Fire Emblem, or Path of game Radiance. Cube. Uh, I've got every Fire Emblem
3: game just cause I, I get weird hey. about that series,
2: but, uh, yeah, yeah, it might be one of those.
3: Um, I have, I've, I've always held on to my games. Um, it's not until recently that I've finally tried to make make some choice to part with some stuff just because prices are high and I don't want to just ferry around games the rest of my life. Um, but <laughs> I've sold some of my more valuable ones to a friend who's just a hardcore collector, so I sold them my Panzer Dragoon Saga, my Musha, my Ninja Five O. 0 I think that the most valuable one that I still have is uh, Haga- either Hagane for Super Nintendo, which was a rare Blockbuster exclusive, or Power Blade 2 for the NES.
2: Oh, yeah. I love sure. Power Blade. The boxing
3: game? Hagane is the oh oh it's like yeah. it's, it's, it's like a weird ninja thing? samurai yeah, game. yeah
2: yeah and then yeah. Power Blade's kind of like a Mega Man knockoff yeah it's like yeah. you run around and yeah. toss a
3: boomerang yeah. it's one of those right. games, NES games game. that came out in like 1992 sure yeah. so yeah. there's yeah. not yeah. a lot of it
0: the yeah. the original is on the cover Nintendo Power yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and they're fun I, I did I should say that my parents handed me a box of N64 cartridges and that's when I got in the conversation with my local game store about game prices prices skyrocketing he's like it's it's mostly for us GameCube and N sixty four games. Yeah. And so so that means like I think people in their twenties and thirties are finally like getting decent jobs, can't leave their house. I'm not gonna go hunt in flea markets for this shit. Uh gimme give gimme give the goddamn game. Yeah, totally. I sold I pretty much
3: the end of last year I sold pretty much all of my GameCube games and all my N sixty four games just mm, yeah. for that reason.
0: Yeah. And I my I went over to my parents for my birthday and like Happy Birthday and then it was just like a shoebox filled with N sixty four games. And it's you know there's not a lot of games in that system so they're no. mostly good ones well go.
3: as people who hosted a nintendo 64 podcast we <laughs> might we might take you to task on that <laughs> <Yeah>. statement
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it was what i thought was odd is like i never kept my boxes in good shape uh like ever like until uh, in, until like the ps2 at least uh, if I, I'm, I'm notorious and i can still i still know where they are I couldn't afford many games, so I had like twelve NES games. So I cut the covers off the boxes so I could blindly deal them to myself like cards to figure out what to play when I'm bored. (laughs) Uh, I I remember savaging all those boxes, and uh, and then I'm just lifting up all these N64 cases, and then I find like it's mildly flattened, but like that is a pretty untouched Majora's Majora's Mask 64 box with everything in it underneath all these games, little flattened. It was like a Willy Wonka ticket noise went off in my head. I hate this game. I can sell this. (laughs) (laughs) I can sell this. It won't bother me at all.
3: Sell Majora's Mask. It's it's a good feeling to be able to sell things that you don't like.
0: (laughs) Yes. Like, I don't have any nostalgia for this. I have another superior version of I don't need this at all. I'll never play this again.
1: Alright, so what game do you own or used to own that is worth the most? Let us know. Go to VigigameApocalypse.com and answer into the comments for episode 422. Be sure to list your address and uh, who has keys to your house. No, kidding. Please don't do that. Um, you can also hit us up on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter at VGApocalypse, and we will pick the best answers to read on next week's show. Um anyway that has been our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Uh Woody, Steve, um tell people more about your stuff. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. We we are uh the hosts of Ultra Sixty Four. Uh, our entire first season was us talking about the Nintendo sixty four game by game, which we played in random order, which was a whole lot of fun and a whole lot of work, but we completed the Nintendo 64, and we rather foolishly – I prefer to think quixotically, but, you know, whatever hmm. – we're we're taking on the Wii U at this point. Uh, we are uh, about 10 or 12 episodes deep on the Wii Universe part of our podcast. And like I said, if you're listening uh, uh, this week, you're going to hear uh, uh, VGA's own Chris Antista talking about yeah. <laughs> Epic Mickey 2, colon, the power of two – which, spoiler alert, is quite bad.
5: <laughs> um, but, but I was it.
0: made to recoup massive losses on the first game. <laughs> <laughs> if,
3: Also, if you're not necessarily, if you're like me and you're not necessarily into the Wii U, um, even though you're a co-host on the podcast, uh, for our Patreon series, we've been uh, doing deep dives into specific game series. So we already played a- through all the Contra games,
5: nice.
3: um, oh. just all the James Bond games, and now we're doing all the Metroid games. Mm-hmm. So that's something a little more. I don't know. Yeah, and that's, better, better games usually than whatever we're end up playing on the Wii U.
5: Yeah,
2: and our, our patrons get a vote on which series we're going to be tackling next. So if you have any strong really opinions am. about that, jump in our Patreon, patreon.com slash ultra 64 pod. And, uh, I'm sure we will also be having Michael and Maddie and all three of them together and all three of them separately come and, come and, uh, crash for the show because, uh, we just, we love podcasting with you guys. So you know, we're uh, yeah. welcome to come by and anytime. One of my
0: favorite, my, one of my favorite moments in the Epic Mickey 2 episode. Like, Steve and I connect on this, like, we like Disney stuff. And then just, like, after a while, even on camera, Woody steps out and just, like, I hate all this shit. <laughs> and, like, none of this disney stuff means anything to me. And I, let me just talk for a second and say how bad this <laughs> is. I forgot to do that. I forgot. Yeah, I feel like you guys it buried was, the lead there a little bit. Was, oh, was, like, I
2: forgot. We, yeah, we were this we were going all deep and, like, flexing knowledge. And it's like, oh, by the way, this game is really bad. Just, just so we don't, just really so we don't
0: lose the plot here. Oh yeah, we a hate a game. this game.
2: Yeah. we a game we were, talk
0: about. it. All right. We were trying
2: to actively avoid talking
0: about it if we could. Not just the potential of what the game could be. It's been out for over a, for almost a decade. Yeah. The game sucks. Let's let's not let's not beat around the bush anymore. Yeah.
5: <laughs> and
3: thank you for specifically inviting me onto the podcast where you talk about the Mario Brothers movie. Yes,
0: yes, <laughs> yes. it worked out perfectly. It I didn't know, perfectly. but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's It'll my favorite out. anime. Yeah,
4: thank
1: you. <laughs> thank you again for coming on. This is oh, anytime, anytime.
0: Chris, plug some shit. Oh, really? Uh, SNL week this week, we got a uh. uh Dave and Tony joined me to talk about SNL One Season Wonders in addition to a bonus time patreon.com slash laser time exclusive third annual SNL end of season awards we got a new commentary that Matt and Sammy and I did over on Matt's YouTube channel twitch.tv slash Matty C. Allen for Stone Cold
5: (laughs) Stone Cold (laughs) Brian Bosworth Bosworth Bosworth.
0: yeah okay I was gonna say was that Jesse Ventura or Brian Bosworth yeah yeah Brian Bosworth, uh, atrocious that movie, <laughs> but uh, so many explosions, needlessly violent, and more Confederate and Nazi flags than you can shake. Uh, oh a Oh my modern God! GOP I was at.
4: shocked. I was, yeah. I was like, oh, another Confederate flag.
5: Wow! But <laughs>
0: like. then, it just like it gives way. Once you go inside, there's just the regular Nazi flags. So yeah. Like, yeah, that's about and, how and, most and poor people. Lance Henriksen
4: is doing everything in his power to elevate that flick. Like, he's just way too much actor
0: for that movie. You're like, you really don't belong here, dude. You, you throw a wig on him and a mustache and, like, yeah, you do look pretty uh, meth-ity. Yes, does. Uh, like <laughs> yes. This works. This works. And I, I think Sam said it's one of my favorite lines, Brian Bosworth. This is a fucking, like, Jeff Bezos now owns this movie. It's a, it's a major motion picture making this. It costs $25 million. So Brian Bosworth's mullet is the most expensive mullet on screen you have ever seen. It doesn't move. It's it gorgeous. doesn't move in the wind. It's bleach blonde but not in every part. What not we we're talking at the end of the movie is they don't
4: do anything to to build up any stakes cuz you don't care at all about hit the main character. Like he's right. just like yeah. there's nothing the that worst. they do to make you care about him. So the whole movie you're just like all right, fine. You're along for this ride. It's 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 wild. So yeah, check that out at twitch.tv/slash Maddie. Oh, a new
0: episode of a thirty twenty ten games. Um, I got to go work on these like right after this. So thanks guys so much for listening. Very cool. Very cool.
4: Yeah. So check me out on Twitch, uh, like Chris said, and then you can of course on patreoncom time, you can get the audio version of that commentary. The movie itself is free on YouTube. Uh Look it up, and you will find it and watch along to recreate the magic. And then follow me on Twitter, Maddie C. Allen, M A T T Y C A L L E N.
5: Uh, Well,
1: as always, you can visit us online at com, and uh, I'm going to call out to the Patreon too, because uh, we recently did a Resident Evil 8 spoiler cast or Village spoiler cast with Greg Moore uh, and signing up for five bucks gets you that plus Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Part 2 and a couple of other spoiler casts that we've done in the past couple years as well as 302010 games and all of our other stuff. Um, anyway you can follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or follow me personally at Wikiparas. That's been our show. Thanks for listening everybody. We'll see you next week.
4: Daniel Peckham says Super Back to the Future
5: 3 or Mm -hmm. 2. Sorry, with an exclamation mark. (laughs)